So really, it, I guess the big question would, would be, was that coffee? Because you just downed know. it really quickly. Well, I mean, it if seems... it's going to be, okay, so I'll be the, if it's coffee, it's going to wake me up. If it's not coffee, we're going to have a very short conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you're, well, just like, you're, you're just going to fade. I, I mean, <laughs> so I came, I came, we came back like 1130 last night or Dang. almost midnight. And it's just, it's just like that every night. It, it's, you know, there's the day activity and stuff like that. I'm, yeah. um, I, I, I want to say, well, it's, it's part of it is straight show as well, but there I'm actually at, at, on a separate thing right now. Um, after MWCs for me is done, technically, I'm on a. Uh, Oppo decided to invite us on a photography tour, so I'm I'm doing that part. But there's a lot of activities of going places and stuff, and then the, mm-hmm. there's travel time, so you get sleep where you can. And for the yeah. most part, I've been sleeping like on the bus, <laughs> and about like that five hours. Like right now, it's about five thirty a.m. I have to look for something. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. Well, you made it though. I, I mean, am. We could have done this. We could have done this my AM, and you were like, "Well, let's try it today." I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to bite you. I so like the nighttime." The, so yeah, it, it it it's because I couldn't guarantee I would be back at the hotel at the time I needed uh, to be. Gotcha. This is where schedules and stuff like that. So it's it's. I'd rather just do this, and you know, snooze on the bus going where we're going, and then you know, then then having to say, "Yeah, I'll definitely be there at five thirty and then you show up and you're like. TK, TK, what's up, man? Hey, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like in a dead zone or something. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about Pixel and traveling with a Pixel, uh, interestingly sure. enough, because, yeah. Well, I, I think we can we can kick this off. And uh, <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome yeah. to another episode of Best yeah, of absolutely. Our Week, where two old guys talk about the best tech of their week. And um, so much one tech. of these guys broadcasting on location, on location man on the scene absolutely uh, in, in, <laughs> in spain barcelona. uh close close malaga this time ah. <laughs> barcelona in malaga so we're i'm in the south yeah. of uh, the south uh, the south of spain uh, about maybe an hour and a half away from gibraltar if you have to like nice. point of reference it's further south closer to yeah the most southern point of spain and and we've been seeing all the press releases, and we've been seeing all the news, oh, and we've got Johnny on the spot here covering MWC twenty twenty three. Yes, sir, all the way, all the way. And where is my phone? I cannot believe it. Okay, so with my buddy, my champ, the Vivo X ninety Pro, hey. we're going to talk about that part as well. So, but yes, a lot, a lot of stuff. There was a lot. This is the mobile conference. This is the mm-hmm. show. This is the one that usually has all the mobile hits hitting one after another. Um, where I feel like CES has stopped being that. It's maybe a few announcements oh, yeah. here and there. And then IFA, obviously, for, for the most part, is very, very scarce with data. I mean, yeah. there may be announcements, but there's nobody on the show's floor. So, I mean, almost nobody. So, yeah. It's, it's been interesting to watch from this side uh, because we, we had a conversation a while back talking about CES versus yeah, yeah. some of the other shows like E3. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like there's this sense of, like, a trade show has to define what value it's bringing mm-hmm. to its audience. And that mo- means not only just the people that go to the show, but then also the exhibitors yeah. who present. And in phone land, it's really easy to kind of hold your own press conference, but there still seems to be a lot of momentum about having the big 
all the press is there mm -hmm. you're yeah, in yeah. spain yep you know it this is like kind of more fun travel for a lot of people especially like it's it's easier for people in europe to cover this event absolutely to them it's like an easy hop ryanair or Vuelen, and they're like 30 minutes to an hour or whatever they're like boom boom kind of like our ces travel but yeah for sure yeah absolutely so, it, it, but it's been interesting to see because we've been seeing a number of, I think, some very interesting announcements about what's coming for mobile tech. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't just been, well, we are defined only by the next phone announcements of phones that will be coming out. Um, there definitely seems to be a lot of future tech into the mix yeah. as well. No, no, absolutely. And um, the, the one thing I will say, this is, it feels like pre-pandemic MWC. This, this is the, I could not nice. walk down the hall without bumping 6,000 people <laughs> before getting to me and me end up having to go into the booths just to kind of go around people because it's yeah. such a tunnel back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, a lot of our friends made it uh, as far as, you know, coverage and being here, but it was mm -hmm. still crazy to even try to like see people that, you know, like you see them for two seconds and then they're off to their thing and you're off to your thing and you may see them yeah. there, but you may not. Um and then, you know, we got to see it. We got to hear and, and see some new tech that uh, was almost like I didn't even know was going to happen. Uh, but I will say, as far as the booths and announcement, Xiaomi decided to do it a little bit differently this year. They made their launch event a day before or the evening yeah. before MWC. So they weren't even announcing it on the show floor because typically that's what happens. But they mm -hmm. still had a booth and their booth was freaking amazing. Like they have the 12S Ultra concept, my friend. Nice. It was behind glass. We couldn't touch it, but it was oh. there. <laughs> I can tell you I saw it in the mechanical flesh. Let's just say That's that. Awesome. It was there. It was there. Yeah. Well, I, I think that points, I mean, if we want, we can kind of start with some of the companies and some of the things that you saw. But oh, uh, again, kind of covering this more from the press releases, you and me, we've both been playing with a couple different flavors of Xiaomi. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> Yeah, this, TK will be playing the, he pulled out the wrong phone. I'm just hoping I don't pull out the really wrong phone and then TK has no more. No, uh, I think I, everything I, I have. If you won't. I, I, I believe <laughs> our audience is, is, every, is, is anything if they're discreet. Very discreet. Um, very no, I, discreet. I was meaning like I, I, I could pull, like I got the, I didn't think I was going to get the, um, the Honor 5X Pro and I was able to get my hands on one. So nice. that was, that was a nice little perk of being able to meet up with them. But yeah, so I have the, the 13 pro um and um, one has the 13 pro no i'm no, sorry the 13, the 13. Yeah. yeah yeah sorry english not my language i'm just kidding uh but mine's like super reflective super fingerprint magnet i wish mm -hmm. we had better it's just this is my the only lighter, thing I... the lighter color with this kind of like glossy back is a little bit less fingerprint i mean you can see it's still mirror finish yeah but absolutely but you it, don't it's see still... any smudges or fingerprints this is literally mirror, mirror, like mirror, mirror on the phone was the prettiest of now, them all kind of thing. I will say for having the bigger camera sensor, having the mirror finish is really nice for lining up a rear camera selfie. So, Which which is surprisingly still a thing. And, and, and I'm not saying a thing like in the sense of what you uh, – I'm a believer of it. And I know that that's going to always be the same situation. The main camera is going to be the – bread and butter and that's literally how the phone is mm -hmm. shaped it's shaped around that one sensor um and it just i was hoping for more improvements on the front facing cameras and different things like we still see mm -hmm. only 1080p and still see yeah. super smoothing and stuff like that so I've, I've given that feedback and it but it seems like more and more um well i'll, I'll, I'll take the back i'm just glad that at the beginning of 2023 
There are two global edition devices at this point that are featuring the 989 and that are making it the star of the show. And, you know, believe me here when I say Xiaomi, absolutely kudos for that. Vivo Mm -hmm. has been rocking my socks. (laughs) (laughs) I... Okay, I, I will. I, I, I honestly, I don't know if I want to call it, but like for 2023, seriously, to me right now, mm-hmm. the S, the, the not the S23, the uh, the X90 Pro is seriously where it's at. Like photography, even vid, no videography and photography, the camera prowess of the X90 Pro with the V2 mm-hmm. had. I mean, and don't get me wrong, the I, I think uh, the 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 13 Pro from Xiaomi is great and it has a lot of functionality. I think yeah. keep in mind that I'm, we're my experience with it right now is still pre-production, early release. Oh, We've got true. a massive yeah. software update on day one of launch. I don't know if yours did get one. Mine was yeah, like actually, a 5.3 you know, gig. check again because mine didn't get – so they had an early update. They said – they, they contacted me. It's like you have to run this update while you're using it the week before. But okay. I don't think I got day one. So let me see. Okay, so day one for me was like 5.3 gigs, like a full ROM, full install. <laughs> It's a totally different phone. It, it's a different, yeah. So <laughs> I haven't Tommy had the opportunity to pick the phone out of your hand. He's put like, another phone in. and yeah, and like this is it. Um, so I, I've, I've had an opportunity to take a few shots with that. I mean, it already performed quite well with even before the the day one software. But the day one software was big enough for me that I felt like this still needs a little bit more conversation. Um, but with that being said, I do it, have an update, and it is five point three gig. I've been looking on this welcome, phone. Like it welcome has to the 5.3. It, it, it needed I'm, me on 5. the line. 5.3 gang! Yay! You know what I mean? You know, that's the party, man. You, you got you to gotta join the 5.3. No, I found out about it on the show floor while I was on data, and I was like, I am not downloading 5.3 gigs on my phone then. No. Uh, like, so, yeah, no. Uh, it, so the thing about it is all this. Uh, they announced the 13, the 13 Pro. The thing that also kind of excited me was the 13 Lite, which was yeah. the first 7 Gen 1, although, don't get me wrong, although the 7 the seven Plus Gen 1 just got announced a couple of weeks ago, this is the first 7 Gen 1 to be released on the market. Yeah. So that was also exciting, uh, a, a more budget-friendly version of their device with apparently two front-facing um, flashlights, like they had LEDs on there. I didn't even realize they were there. So, yeah, and then uh, they, they, have, they had a lot more too. They had a, like, uh, so they have the watch, which I have, um, yeah. and then they also had... Uh, if I don't second, they also had the buds. Almost looks like I rated MWC and came out with all the tech, but no. I, uh, so they had the buds, the watch, and then they had the. Uh, there's a, there's a scooter, the new th- uh, the, the scooter four pro. I, I I don't remember. I can't remember which. Yeah, but, but I I mean we've been building those Xiaomi scooters since my days at Newegg. So yeah, it it, it yeah. is crazy. And I have the three. Uh, I have the three Pro. They sent it to me last year. I want to say last year, or maybe the year before. It it's a great scooter. I mean, it does a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. this one's supposed to have even better suspension, um, longer range, bigger battery. All you know, you know, plus 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 kind of a thing. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, for Xiaomi, I think overall, it's been a big. It's a big event for them. Well, and the booth was I, I amazing. Wanna... I want to try to pull this up. And actually, I should have been doing that because I was just listening to you. But um, I I feel like Xiaomi is leaning into one of the main themes here. I'm going to I'm going to pull this up from Engadget. Cool. I think that'll work. I do apologize, by the way, for anybody. If my my voice or my video feed turns into mush, Uh, the hotel Wi-Fi is not 
where it's at. Oh, and so, I seem to be sleeping in uh, SpongeBob SquarePants's room, just for reference. If you see the lives in a the, pineapple under the, the sea. To say SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> so T- yeah, Bay Bay K T. No, I can't Bay. really make that rhyme. Yeah. Um, let me uh, let me share my screen here. I love how my camera always zooms to my face when I try to drink water. It thinks like I'm disappearing from here. So it's so, like, yeah. I know a lot of companies oh, yeah, the glasses, are yeah. showing off modular and not modular, uh, rollables and foldables and things like mm-hmm. that. It's this category. It is this strategy that I think can legitimately start to unseat the smartphone. And so yeah. Xiaomi um, they made their big push before MWC for all of the actual practical, these are the things you can buy products. Mm-hmm. And then this was one of the major announcements that really got me excited to see them moving forward. I, I, we covered this like a year ago when they had that sort of concept idea of what an AR glasses solution could look like. Yeah. And I, I made jokes about how undignified I was in like rushing off to go email Xiaomi PR like, you, you got to keep me posted on what's going on with these. And so uh, showing off AR glasses on, at MWC, I think, is kind of our next step. Yeah. I have been ready for a heads-up, wireless display, something kind of AR-based, the next generation of Google Glass since Google Glass came out. And, and so yeah. now, now we're finally getting there. So I, I don't know if you had a chance to kind of peek in on I I went to the booth. booth but... it, it's one of their – one of the only things that – so – Along the line of, yes, they had a, the Concept 12 S Ultra. They had the glasses, but they had them behind the glass. Yeah. <laughs> so no, the only that. person that had the opportunity to wear them was Abby, the, 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 the spokesperson for Xiaomi that basically goes mm-hmm. on stage that makes the announcements. Um, super nice lady. And, and it was just, I could not get my hands. I tried. I wanted to. <laughs> and, I, and I went in there. But seriously, when I say this has been pre-pandemic uh, MWC, dude, it was packed. Every time I went there, the Xiaomi booth mm. was packed. So, so they had some of their uh, autonomous uh, robotics team. They had the robot dog, the one that they had from last year. Um, they had a demo room for some of their TV. They had a, a different area specifically designated for their scooters. Poco, as you can imagine as well, was there. And then there was a, basically a, just an area in the front where they were showcasing their foldable, uh, obviously the 12 series uh, and uh, the 13 series, and then the 12T Pro custom yeah. edition. The one with the with the uh, with the with the like the etching on the back, so that was there. But yeah, uh, the design seems very promising, and it is essentially what you would expect. It's supposed to be basically a lighter, better version of what the metaverse technology is getting in there with the Quest and some of the mm-hmm. other options. Um, it didn't. They didn't look too big. I'll say that they didn't look like they were as yeah, they, ominous they, on they that. They look kind of chunky, look but they yeah, look but bigger than like the the headsets that we played with just for yeah. a plain static wearable display uh, yeah, yeah but you'd have to have a lot more going on to have cameras and sensors and all the Absolutely. additional three axis head tracking and, and all that stuff too all right i guess oh. no it's like it's technically six axis yeah i think it'll be i thought it was like four to, yeah it's either four or six axis uh tracking because it needs all the the the, the information is a little bit more fluid because of the fact that it's really meant to be stationary and if you stand up and you want to basically play it needs to know where you are so spatial awareness cameras all around as you can see in those images it they look fantastic but it's i i don't know i feel like the design may still change a little bit i think that's oh, probably sure what they're thinking um <laughs> but it's still amazing that they're able to showcase that type of technology yeah. but uh, so one of the other thing I got a chance. So one thing that was not officially kind of announced a lot, but 
So back in November or so, Opal talked about um, their AR glasses. They AR glasses too at you know, their Innovation Day, and they had those demoed at MWC. Mm-hmm. So they had those, and I will say this: their AR glasses with battery and everything were as light as my glasses. It was featherweight. I would pick it up, put it on, and I felt like I had nothing. And in the, the 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 brim of the glasses, everything was so thin. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tested them. I, I mean, I, I it, yeah. So those are the glasses, absolutely. And they these glasses seriously look like. Do I even have the footage on my? No, it's not. It's on my phone, isn't it? It's on my X X ninety. Hold on, let me see if I can show this to you guys. It was just crazy. And this is going to be stupid on my side too. Like, yeah, what are you doing, TK? You're taking video of you're showing it straight up. And we'll talk about the other stuff too. It's just like my camera roll is like crazy. I have so to go back. What, and... what I'm really excited to see is is like if these Oppo Air really do expand on the concept of heads up display. Mm-hmm. So without having numerous cameras, so that Xiaomi, hey, hold on, let me let me make you big. Look at that guy. Look at yeah, that but... hot mamma jamma. Yeah, absolutely. And here, let's see. This can we do this? You do look good in a pair of glasses. Uh, you know, those are good. But that's how. For you. Yeah, look, look how thin they are. Yeah. Like seriously, like you could totally so, wear these and not even think that they're AR. So was was the concept to make interactive AR, or is it more like heads up display? Like I think smart it's watch more watch at eye level. Okay, so it's supposed to be more smartwatch at eye level. I feel like it's more like a focal by north. Sorry, <laughs> it's a, mm-hmm. these are my shoes. This is me. And this is where my camera fails. Like, oh, I think that's what tracking, happened. The tracking on this camera is phenomenal. I love. Oh, it, it is so absolutely much. phenomenal. Hold on, let's see. Can we do? Come on. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, come up. Nope, that's not happening. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, here we are. So, yeah, back. I, it, it seemed to me like the way that they're building the 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 sort of. Uh, the frame the the, the lenses yeah, the, yeah the you frame, notice there's the two. lenses in into yeah. the frame and then the the um i forget what they call that technology now the diffractive elements of the lens that can show information from a projected source um, blah, blah, blah. yeah <laughs> it, it seemed to me like that was a take on my my favorite sort of uh, at a glance information delivery product which was absolutely by north yeah um what Xiaomi was was showing off to me looks like, hey, can we simplify a hollow lens yes. and make it not look like a Space Ranger helmet on mm-hmm. your face, but yeah, yeah. just something that is a little more discreet? And it's fascinating watching companies, I mean, because they're coming from different sides of this. Heads-up display is very simple. There's really no reason why we couldn't be incorporating real-time, smartwatch-style tiny little bits of information notifications a little, little bit, stuff um, like, a little bit more we have than the that. tech for it now yeah yeah there so opal's approach i think feel like it's a little bit more than just heads up information born like uh like active music player uh interactive music player active translate like live translation communication between nice. two people where you're getting the live translated text in front of you on the glass sure. um, and the other person speaking so there's a lot more that they're trying to push for but at its core you're right it's more of a heads-up display and it shows well, up in two different spots like I, I feel like the, the glasses are backwards the one that they're the, showing in there the, the thing that i feel like a lot of people never really grokked because focals were so limited in their yeah. distribution was like, we were kind of already at that point. Mm-hmm. What was holding you back was how um, restrictive the tech was 
for it being like mapped to only your face. So if you tried to show someone else what they looked like, it wouldn't work because it wasn't mapped for their face. Yeah. But I mean, we had speech to text, we had turn by turn navigation, we had yeah. interactive elements, we had all yeah, these yeah. different um, sort of real time smartphone powered experiences. And it really was like what you're describing there to me sounds exactly like the concept that I want. Take yeah. the smartwatch off of my wrist and put it up at eye level. So mm -hmm. I get these bursts of short interactive bits of information, like real time translation. Yeah. That's awesome. That is yeah. a back and forth. It's not um, like what Xiaomi's trying to do is saying like, hey, we can have something interact with the walls of your environment. And mm -hmm. as you look around, it's going to remember your position in space to track that information. Um, so again, it's just interesting because like Xiaomi's concept, I think, is is a lot more HoloLens futuristic. Yeah, how, and, and or the, like the MetaQuest uh, Pro, even, exactly. if you think about it. Like it, it really was more focused on the VR part of it, I feel like, more than the AR part of it. Although you did have more AR because the, the way they set it up, it, it reminds me a lot of the TCL glasses that we got a chance to play with where if you remove the front cover, you have the, the bottom part is kind of a little bit transparent. You still get that ref, uh, the reflective and the projection kind of still hits it, but you're able to see your environment. And yeah. I think you could just cover it up. They look more like glasses now. They're getting better, smaller, mm -hmm. you know, smaller, smaller, better, faster type of technology approach. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like at the end of the day, the limitation is really more. Because on the, at the end of the day, what's going to end up happening is how much battery are they able to put in there? Yeah. How long is it going to last and how long? Because I'm, you can imagine a design like that where you're, mm -hmm. nothing is in the back, where typically that's where you have the battery configuration. Um, it's going to have some kind of tethering kind of a solution, like something yeah. maybe sitting belt level. Well, yeah. And, and AR gets real, I mean, any, anything that interacts with your eyes mm -hmm. that organically is going to get real precious because you do not want current Miracast frame rates on wireless AR, no, <laughs> you know, like you, you I, I, we we've played with a few of these like wireless laptops and stuff, and you're like, you know what, wirelessly on my eye at thirty frames per second, it's a very thing. It, you, you're <laughs> you're less likely to enjoy the experience. You're more likely to feel nauseous, especially and if there's a lot of vomit. Yeah, because this guy <laughs> the disorient disorienting experience of seeing things run at. A, 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 you know, when it's not it, where it's intended to be more realistic, to, you know, realistic to life, but mm -hmm. you're noticing that you're not, you know, things are off. Your brain knows something is wrong yeah. and it's trying to compensate. And then you end up getting motion sickness from just standing there. Uh, it's like the early days of the HTC Vive. I remember I tried it out a couple of times mm -hmm. after about 10 minutes. Uh, I didn't feel anything on the way when I was finishing playing the games. But after I left the, the booth and I was walking around with a buddy of mine at the time, um, I started feeling nauseous. I was like, wait yeah. a minute, what happened? Yeah, the body gets disoriented. Uh, the The biggest thing I would probably say is we're we're looking for better technology that does provide us that smooth experience. Yeah. I, I, so I, I'm not going to make it sound like I've played a lot. I, I've, I've gone into uh, the Quest VR, the Quest, uh, Quest mm -hmm. 2 VR experience. This isn't really the metaverse. The metaverse is supposed to be like a VR representation of yourself. So it's really where right. people can do things in it. So we'll have to see how this approach, again, goes into it. I, I feel like from Oppo's design, which is more of a heads-up display uh, interface that's now finally lightweight enough, that the bridge that you see on that is not that thick. And the weight on the actual glasses are 
it's a very, very light, a lot lighter than what you think, even because we've seen other devices. Yeah. But then it works and it and you're charging it and it has a, a clip. There's speakers on the side. There's a button touch sensitivity. Um, and of course, the you know, Xiaomi is just taking it to the next level. So I, I really like the approach there. I, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I think this is what gets us to more practical and adaptive work experiences yeah. with our exactly. phones. I totally get why so many folks are excited about foldables. I feel... If you really want to go, there was a few of this screen, yeah. and, and there were, and, and I want to, and I want to use this to kind of transition to them. But I just want to leave off with, I am, I like tablets, I love my duos, and I like dual display. I like the ability to add double the screen real estate. Yeah. But I've been less and less and less anxious or excited about that next generation concept as soon as I put on. A, and this isn't even the fancy stuff. This is like the really passive stuff, but like mm-hmm. the Unreal Air, the TCL, the Rocket. Yeah, yeah. And, and and now I'm sitting down and I've got a giant projector TV screen experience in front of yep. me. There is no foldable that can compete with a movie theater that fits in a shirt pocket. You know, like mm-hmm. that to me is now I think where we should be going next. How do we disrupt? We'll be one of those. We'll be like holding the, the phone straight to your face. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I want it to be that biologically intense. Yeah. And you're never going to have a folding screen <laughs> that can immerse you me know, like that. A- absolutely. Not a thing. And, I, and I think that's where we need to kind of hopefully, my hope is that we do get there. The one thing I will say with this type of tech, which I've seen in some earlier generations from some hard, from, from other companies, I want them to work a little bit more on the heat the the the, the yes. processing that they have on the bridge yes. level because we're putting technology straight up in our face and sure. most people that won't you know haven't tried these before first thing they'll notice is like wait this is a little bit warm like yeah <laughs> everything is being yeah, done no. here it's not like it's sitting somewhere and you're leveraging it no you're on device kind of it thing get, it gets toasty yeah it gets a little bit toasty <laughs> um and i've seen different implementation of getting it you know fixed and so on so the hope is that we'll see some improvements there but with yeah. xiaomi's approach it, the unit is a lot bigger. There's more space in there. So you should be able to help that, that experience. But as we try to go more compact, kind of like the, you know, the TCL or the rocket and so on, uh, you're going to need to get used to that a little bit. It's almost like, you know, if you're ever using a phone for a while and you notice it gets a little bit warm, mm-hmm. this is going to be similar. You know, you're using, you're using displays uh, that are on at 30 to 45 to an hour, maybe two hours if you're watching a movie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, durations. So I'm hoping for that type of improvement, incremental improvement as time goes on. Now, uh, we do want to shift gears here. Do, I mean, sure. I'm sure you got to see some of the rollable action because um, I finally, finally come back to a, a concept that Oppo and LG sort of abandoned. Um, I, it's like, just crazy. Pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, it was like literally the, the last thing, um, what's it called? LG teased us at was the mm-hmm. rollable back at a CES 2020. And then, of course, shortly after we had the the, the change in, in direction, I would probably say in, in in LG's mobile department, the so Motorola had a concept, well, not has has a concept, and they had two concepts, right? It's a using that technology, the rollable experience, where the display not doesn't bend on itself, which is the typical foldable you know device experience. You have mm-hmm. a display that kind of bends with it, bends into a mechanism or a hinge, and then you're able to see it. The riser, the motor riser, is their concept or their approach to yeah here that was obvious there uh so yeah it's it's a it's a foldable 
that's really more of a rollable. And the display rolls on the bottom of the phone to go to the other side. So it never really goes away. It's not like it's yeah. going inside of the phone. Um, and in the first impression, when I first saw it, I didn't get that when you see it sitting on the stand going up and down on its own. Thursday or Wednesday or whichever day it was, last day I was right before we were leaving to come to Malaga, um, I went back to the show floor and it was a lot less busy. And I went up mm-hmm. to Motorola and like, hey, I'm here for another hour or so before I have to leave town. Any chance you can squeeze me in? And lo and behold, I was able to get my, my hand in there um, to just play a little bit with it. They did a little demo. Um, I actually kind of like the approach that they're going with here as opposed to going more sideways tablet style yeah. experience they're really going for the this is a it, it i almost want to say it feels more like this this is the the flip, to flip where it becomes a phone when you're using it but yeah. then when you don't want it it's a small phone the rollable does the opposite it stays in this form and when you need it it just expands mm-hmm. and that display is so thin yeah. Like it's really it thin, teeny, teeny yeah. thin. Like it made me feel like, uh, like I feel like I'm going to hit it, but it doesn't work. So, so they did it. So in a way where it's not um, like they tried to be a little bit smart about it. Right. So mm-hmm. it doesn't come up all the time. It's not there all the time. You can expand it anytime by double pressing the power button. It expands the display up to the full screen and you can use it and you, but it, keep in mind again, this is a concept. This is one of the things that we see we've seen in the past. Other yeah. concepts, those rollables we talked about were concepts. Um, I think the design is great. I think the approach is smart. I I worry how realistic this, like I'll say this, in the duration of the demo time that I had with the unit, um, mm-hmm. if we had to kind of just break it up into a 10-minute chunk, eight minutes of that was a demo done to me by the representative that was with me. And I posted a video on my channel and you could see mm-hmm. her. She was absolutely amazing. Uh, she showcased everything in there perfectly. And then it was only two minutes at the end that you get to play with it. Right. When when they know that you know that you're not supposed to. So, yeah, for so, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they know. You know we what know that you know that they know that yeah. you know that they know. Yeah. Yeah, there's, and there's a lot of eye contact and there's like, you know, right? Like, I know, yeah. Like, no, you sure you know, Don't right? Don't break eye contact. It gets yeah. really uncomfortable. It gets uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but the, the technology itself, I feel like is... Like, it's exciting to see this tech. I'll see that. Yeah. It's exciting to see it. Once I got a chance to play with it for uh, the that that experience in there, it felt like, okay, I can see where this yeah. fits. I see this makes sense. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm sad that I probably, I'll say this, that I, we're probably not going to see it in this form. They need yeah. to work a little bit on the enclosure. They need to work yeah. a little bit on on the protection of the of the display. It is super exposed. Like, I can feel like if you just do. Yeah, it's like, it's like on the, the table. Hallway first version of a folding tablet was yeah. screen out and yeah. that means you're the most fragile part of this the when i saw this and it mm-hmm. it, it kind of lit up again i don't know what the real killer app is i seriously doubt this is this is consumer facing in any way no no i, mean, I don't think it's, don't it's ready i think the laptop version of it may be because it's so, a little bit more rigid but from the so yeah on the, the riser the, yeah the the, ex- the exciting thing to me is if we start talking about other industrial uses for displays that need to adapt to different scenarios, mm-hmm. that to me is where a lot of this stuff gets exciting. I'm a little less excited about sort of a, a folding tablet, but you know, I'm sitting in front of this, this ultra wide gaming monitor and it's curved. Yeah. And I think it'd be really cool to have an industrial display 
that can personalize itself to the number of people who are watching. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah. A, a curved monitor experience is kind of crap if you're sitting off on the side. If like five people are trying to watch a curved display, this is yep. this is not fun. But if one person is watching and it goes wrap around mm-hmm. and it becomes like an immersive shell around your head, you could go ultra curve and stuff like that. The more that we kind of play with these types of concepts, I don't know that portability is really the killer app here for making a device substantially more expensive to achieve the same functionality that we Mm -hmm. currently already have. And it's going to be way less durable, way more fragile, more prone to becoming e-waste on a drop or, you know, you spill something on it or something like that. Whereas I think there are so many digital signage, um, office solutions, even automotive solutions where you could say, Uh. Hey, I'm going to sit down in a car. Like you're, you've got a Tesla, let's sit down in a car and not only does your seat and the steering wheel reposition for you, but what if the display adjusts to molded well. so that it, it was like that was your setting, so you had the best possible cockpit view of mm-hmm. how you were operating your car? Those types of things, as we start building on on this notion of what we can do with a bendy screen, I think yeah. are far more interesting than just can I make my phone twice as thick and maybe a little bit bigger screen, but it's not as nice as just a cheap tablet screen. Exactly. Now yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I see something like this and you're like, man, this is going to be something that's going to har- be harassing me with cool video ads in the mall. You yeah. know, <laughs> like this is a technology that I will not be able to escape and it's going to become so commonplace. But that to me is a future application that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's, it's definitely, yeah. And I guess it's the durability and the ruggedness. The, the biggest thing I, I know, I remember from the, from the original rollables that we've seen in the past is the, uh, the support, the support structure behind the display. Yeah. It's displays, especially devices uh, that are in hand, obviously they're intended to be poked and to tend to be used, swiped, touched all over the place. And you, in the image, as we saw there from Avi's video, uh, it is super thin. It is absolutely almost paper thin. So definitely, I, we'll have to see how they they bring it in. I, I like, mm-hmm. I'll say this, I like the original design of the scroll, kind of like the rollable experience. Because sure. I feel for there, you were using a full-size phone that worked normally, and you expand it to be a tablet. When I held this one, it reminded me a lot of the N2 fold, uh, the, uh, yeah. the, the foldable from Oppo with the ability of jumping into, let's say, a Find X5 Pro in a matter of seconds. By double pressing it, suddenly, and in in my video, I show it, uh, I compare it to the uh, Xiaomi 13 Pro, uh, where I have them next to each other, and you you see like it's small, and then it's zoop, and it's Mm -hmm. the same thing suddenly, and then it's like, yoop, and it's right down back there again. And, you get and that it's got experience. a very classic Star Trek communicator kind of. Yeah, vibe. I felt like it's it like looked... the big chunky bit with like the yeah, little yeah, thing yeah, that kind exactly. of scoops up. You, that like, silver the... color reminds me a little bit more of the key, uh, the the you know the <laughs> right. Motorola, not the Motorola, the the BlackBerry key. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of nostalgia. They're hitting a lot, a lot of classic, of absolutely. And then of course the one you're showing there, the mm-hmm. Riser monitor. That one, it it looks like it. it it does look a little bit odd in the picture that you're looking at because you're like, what aspect ratio is that? Uh, yeah. It's called tablet mode, man. Oh, um, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was very much the same design, but I felt like this was a little bit more sturdy. Better this support. one looks to me like this could be an actual forward. This could be a thing yeah, in a month. Consumer facing. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, way more because, because of the implementation and how things are in general. I mean, it's a display. It's something 
not always intended to be touched. Like we don't always have touch yeah. displays on devices. So this could totally be where you just have that real estate suddenly by just pushing mm-hmm. a double pressing a button similarly. And then in in that airplane seat that is super, super large, as you can imagine, you're sitting there very short. <laughs> right. You're not going sideways, you're going length ways. Up. So for me, I always think about how can I make this work for me editing videos, timeline, you know, mm-hmm. playback, the playback feed. Absolutely. And you can see it right there. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It's really I, nice. I mean, the, and the thing is, like, why I kind of feel a little bit more positive on this as a solution for how yeah. we, how you interact with, like, a laptop is still a very sedentary mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. I mean, you can run around with a laptop and be using it, but you're really not using it well. It's meant to, like, move to a location and then you sit down and you use the laptop. Exactly. As opposed to a phone, which is a much more dynamic, handled, moved with, single hand in your pocket kind, kind <laughs> yeah. of gadget, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it's it's going to be exposed to so many more situations where you're kind of abusing the, yeah. the smartphone. Yeah. The reason why I kind of dug on this a little bit more is because you and I have both played with the NextPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah, NextPad is that standalone um, sort of portable monitor, but it's built. I mean, you can use it with the phone, and they've got, like, a little magnetic pad system. You can turn your phone into a tablet that way. Yeah. But it's also built to go with, like, a MacBook Air or a Surface laptop and create a vertical screen Which, that goes on top of your yeah, normal Yeah, Which laptop mirrors screen. exactly what you're looking at right there. Yeah, yeah. And so this, to me, immediately looked recognizable. Like, okay, I really liked the next pad. Yeah. This visually makes sense for having an over-under dual monitor kind of setup but it's all just one continuous rollable screen that's always with you and you never have to worry about the thickness of the laptop or whatever when it's closed it closes like a regular size no i i, I like like i said this one this one felt like it was more like you said means not mainstream but like ready for actual like usage you could you should yeah. be able to buy this within the next few months i don't i really do not doubt that this is motorola's way of saying hey this is coming soon uh where the riser was more Hey, we're still trying to figure things out because that even the device I, I got a chance to check out did not even have a fingerprint sensor. But they, <laughs> right. you know, what I mean, like it, it's just to that level, and their so well, their smart way of showing the camera, by the way, on that device was where yeah. the device typically would rise up to give you a bigger phone. When you need the front facing camera for selfie and stuff like that, the device, the display actually rolls a little bit less. It goes yeah. even further down, and then you see the front facing camera to get you know, to use selfies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I still feel like they've missed an opportunity where if you could roll the screen even lower mm-hmm. behind the phone, then you could just turn it around like um, uh, the the Oppo, how you have a ticker display. Oh, no, they do. use the camera. No, 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 they do. That's what I was trying to say. It, it, that's what the backside of – if you have a chance to bring up my video, I want to show you real quick this, this right, little piece. At, on, on the show floor, most people missed that part because they had Wait, that where folded am I going? in the bed. Is it on Instagram? Instagram, or you can even go to YouTube. It's on YouTube as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... Uh, the YouTube.com, let's go the, the shorts. Yeah, the shorts, uh, the shorts Valor situation going on. I don't um, do shorts. It's They keep trying to get me with like, like just hey, to, here are attractive women doing things. Hey, yeah, that's because that's what the YouTube is. They're trying to do that. So it's, yeah, you have to go to the channel and then open up shorts because it doesn't automatically. So it's right there, that top, yeah. I did a couple of videos. So this is where I was trying to say before, like you could see the comparison between the two phones. And as you, you see the, like right there, I suddenly am holding two separate, you know, like it was different than before. You could see the thickness. So I was trying to be very 
like calculated. Yeah. But the, the the display actually rolls to the back and is still functioning as a display. You could use it, put right. information on it. And then the bit that I wanted to show. So here, this is where when you play a video, by the way, and you go 16 by 9, it automatically goes and expands. So this is when I turned on the camera and you could see, I'll give it a second here. Oh, I can see it myself. Okay. And then this is where I was I in the back. I get it now. So I, I thought you meant like when the screen like dips that there's a selfie camera on the front. I get there, it now. Yeah, no, there is also a selfie camera on the front, but this is when you were using the main camera. Sure. The selfie camera where the display kind of drops down, but they have even modes for kids uh, so that you can get kids to kind of like pay attention. There's like a little smiley face in there. Um, there, um, what's it called? You, you can also do that preview function where if I'm yeah. shooting myself, you could see you can see yourself on the other side. I just couldn't demo it very clearly. So what I did with that video is I, I showed you guys what I would look like. And then I flipped it over to her because she was doing the same thing and I was seeing myself. <laughs> but it's a 60, it's, that's the, the limitation of shorts there. You don't get to do the walkthrough. I'm, I, I like doing long form because I love showing everything. Yeah. Bring it to 60 seconds is a challenge. It's a super, like right there, that well, that one bit, you'll see that in a second here. And, and, and oh, look at this. I see you looking at yeah, me shooting exactly. video yeah, yeah, yeah. you shooting video of me. And she was very nice. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So literally the last second and then expanding and just looks really, really nice. And speakers on the desk are pretty decent. It's not that bad. I, I really like it. And it, it's that tiny, like a little candy bar. It fits in my hand like this. That's how tall the phone is. But yeah. So I, I try doing as much as I can. I'm pushing out more and more. I have still have a lot of content on my phone that I have not mm-hmm. edited. This is the scary part. But I'm I'm so busy with the whole, you know, the trip and stuff like that. So I'm between times whenever I have this morning, I have a little bit more time after our show. Um, I want to edit up. I, I did um, the stable diffusion on with Qualcomm. I got a chance to sit down with them nice. and check out their on device AI unique experience photo like you know demanding experience like i don't know how to explain it with the exception of think of all of those ai images everybody was like all happy about and wanting to put things together Mm -hmm. but using that type of model and algorithm and processing power having it run on device and disconnected from the internet on a like something that's as small as a one gig uh model that runs and like i i asked it questions like you know show me streets in beirut you know what I mean? Like, you know, a tourist area in Beirut and it had a decent representation of what it thought Beirut would look like and the street and then the Mediterranean look and all of that. Um, and I even had, yeah, I even actually had to go obviously Dragon Ball. So they did, I will put the video out today. You'll see what, what AI thinks Dragon Ball looks like or what the characteristics are for Dragon Ball and, uh, you know, and things like that. So there was, there was a lot of good things going on. Uh, Qualcomm was doing, they were showcasing a lot of their existing tech. And I think the biggest thing I probably will say is they, and we're going to just kind of use this a little bit as a segue also a little bit more. Um, they were part of the announcement that OnePlus did uh, talking that they're going to be coming up uh, with their role. So not rollable, but they're foldable. They're foldable so they're working yeah. on a foldable for the, for later on the year. And Qualcomm obviously will be powering that technology. Um, unfortunately, I did not, <laughs> I, I missed that part because it would, they didn't really show anything. It was more like, no, conversation I got a wise. press release that was just like, hey, we're going to make a foldable. And you're like, absolutely. Yeah, but no, no, but it, cool. it, it, it'll be very similar to the press release if you probably got from Qualcomm talking about the fact that nothing is working on the Nothing Phone 2 that's going to be powered by the mm. Snapdragon 8. Um, but they didn't say what 8, like they didn't say 8 Gen, they just said 8, yeah. which leads me to start speculating about a whole bunch of different things. But anyways, um, Carl Pay was there on, on, on the show floor. <laughs> 
you know, and everybody was like, everybody was there. We got a chance to check it out. We'll talk to him. No devices to be, to be shared, but yeah. um, they did, they, they, they had a lot. They had a lot. And then all four, of course, our friends over at MediaTek were doing a lot as well. They were in, um, they were part, part of the experience also on OnePlus with their tablet. It's going to be powered by a MediaTek processor. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they were also powered the, uh, are you, did you get a chance to play with Techno? The, the device that no, has the pop-up? I, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think i'm sort of friends adjacent with one of their pr people so i'm going to start reaching out and just saying like hey what's going on with that but hey. i haven't i haven't worked with them at all so so i got a chance to so i got a chance to play on to to, to check out their their foldable there they released the foldable mm-hmm. uh, similar style to what we see with you know like uh, the fold uh the you know of course with um honors magic ds Mm-hmm. And it's powered by a MediaTek processor. So I'm, it's really exciting to see MediaTek showcasing uh, yeah. more tech and, and being really more involved with other companies and more companies are using their tech. So I was excited about that. Uh, referencing also is that the N2 Flip from Oppo is powered by MediaTek. 9,000 mm-hmm. uh, 9, 9, plus uh, SOC in there. So it's exciting. It's it's really nice to see our friends kind of like come up with and, and be showcased in, in that manner. And there was a lot more. There was also way more announcements. There's just so much announcement. This is like crazy. Yeah. This is this is the mobile. It's a trade show. It's really nice. <laughs> so I, what what I mean, like if we were going to put you on the spot, what would sure. you say has been your favorite? I'm going to ask two questions. Your favorite sure. announcement and the announcement that most took you by surprise. My favorite an, uh, announcement, I would probably say, uh, was the AR the, the AR and the concept in the concept department. I, I'm going to kind of got, it's going to encompass a few things because there's a few things going on the concepts at this show were super sexy and super nice so i will say that the announcement of concepts in here was definitely very nice i love that um what caught me by surprise that is going to be that's a little bit tough that's a little bit tough i, I gotta i may have to circle back on that one a little bit but i think if anything i'll probably say is that i was surprised or caught me that how well the riser was built I know it kind yeah. of goes back to that because when you see it on picture, when you see it in pictures and when you see it on the stand and all it keeps doing is expanding and coming back, you don't see the concept of functional aspirations, what it's trying to do. Yet it's cool that it expands, but we've seen that before. That trick isn't new. It's how mm-hmm. functional Motorola and how much work they put in to make it stand out and sure. make it functional. Um, but I would also kind of also throw in and say, I think this is going to be the year of the the one inch sensor. I'm I'm starting to see, like you know, we have Xiaomi in here, we have Vivo in there. With Xiaomi I, and I, Vivo landing it, I feel like it's really arrived. Yeah, because it was it was it's always been a thing that Sharp has played with in Japan. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like you're like it doesn't now it's that new TK, you know, like but yeah, yeah and then it's now, now it's, it's it feels legit in a way that we've we've only just been kind of like oh well that's a wacky concept phone that only the japanese get to play with and you're like i've got two on my desk and yeah you're like i can't go back no 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 photography no, no. experience um, it, so. it, it is very very hard for me to say that i was like oh my god yeah no this one no 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 you really need to I, I, I will preface it by saying that this is purely a niche more. I feel like it's still somewhat of a, you, you need to purposely want to get that, that experience you, to you go. You have to have a phone with a big old lump on the back. Yeah, and, and, and the price will reflect it. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. it's still not as I'm, I'm going to say, this is still not the, like, you know, you're, you're running a mill 766 or 765 
uh, you know, it's, just, it's like 50 megapixel camera that we've seen with uh, with a lot. And I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm quoting the wrong model number, but you know, the seven series where it's essentially that 50 megapixel really good, like very popular, uh, you know, yeah. um, camera sensor. This is definitely a very big step forward. It is, I think, I'm to quote Juan Carlos Bagnell, if you know the guy, he, he oh, does a lot of good yeah. things. This is yeah. bleeding edge technology. <laughs> this is bleeding edge technology. And I like to bring it circle back to last week's show because it is. Um, mm. And once you see it and you see how good the V2 processing does, once you see how how beautifully designed the, the, the system is done, you appreciate what Xiaomi did with the 12S Ultra. And now yeah. that obviously that they're able to bring it globally, I think it's crazy. So that that would be maybe my surprise. And I'm hoping to see more. I wanted to hear more, but no other announcement of when sensors were done. Um, we saw the IMX 800 show up a couple of times. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that, again, that's a good progress because we're seeing some. I think uh, like Sony has definitely been taking Samsung seriously yeah. as a sensor manufacturer, and when Sony makes camera sensors, they don't mess around. No, like, they're, they're no, no. really they're, impressive. They're really trying to elevate the experience. Um, for me, I got a chance to play with that that sensor primarily on on the the foldable from uh, from Samsung. Sorry, Samsung from uh, from Honor. As a as a as a camera sensor, it's really nice. Like the eight hundred series is really good. But again, yeah, like it's, this is this is the stuff that you want to to enjoy and play, especially if you enjoy photography on your phone. If photography is a big thing for you, uh, even video, not just video, not just photos. I feel like that one yeah. sensor brings in so much more light, um, so much better composition. It, it is a shallower depth of field, but it it tre- you need to treat it like a camera once you treat it like a camera you understand it and you re- sure. you'll appreciate what what the outputs have, are have, have you run into how awful the uh the stabilization is because someone was someone made a video where the note 23 was the better choice because the stabilization was a little bit better while shooting 4k video and obviously you have the X90 Pro and you must just be miserable trying to shoot trade show coverage. I, oh, that, such, such, it was such a miserable experience. I, 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 it was, just, no, no, seriously. Like I, you, you, so there's, I've, I've shrunk. I, I did not bring a DSLR or an SLR camera. Isn't, it, isn't it liberating? It is isn't such it a liberating so experience. Like where I don't have to log around. I mean, seriously, my, my, my tripod was a, was a Joby pod. It was not a mm-hmm. tripod. It was literally more about if I really needed to sit there and I needed to be on camera, which I didn't feel like I needed to. Uh, the shot that I shared with you was the gentleman that was doing the demo at Oppo's booth. I just had, I said, do you mind just holding the phone? Once you see that video <laughs> and the quality, by him just literally doing this, it did it did everything else on its own. Sure. It's just crazy for me. Um, but yeah, no, dude, I mean, this is different. I think the, the experience of having running around with, you know, super, you know, 20, 30 pound bag of, of tech and stuff like that. I think the days of that are very, very numbered. Yeah. The, 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 well, and for the, the friends DSLR. that we've had who have traveled yeah. and this isn't just unique to MWC, but yeah, yeah. almost every trade show, we have a story of one of our coworker compatriots like, Oh no, I got mugged. Oh no. My bag got stolen at the airport. Oh, I, no. somebody unfortunately like, got their passport swiped this time. I don't, uh, yeah, it, like, it happens that, every year. Yeah. We know that's going to happen. I have always felt better knowing like, hey, I could still run the show literally with just the phone in my pocket. Yeah. And it wouldn't take an entire backpack worth of gear, but I'd still have coverage out. It might not be the nicest, but it would still get done. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, I, absolutely. and if I had solely depended on like proper production cameras and my bag gets stolen, then I'm 
screwed that, like that, so out of luck that was how i how i covered the show the first mwc that i went to i was walking around i had my camera gear i had my tripod every time i sat down i had to set up my tripod i have to push people around mm-hmm. kind of whole thing you can't do the whole get in and get out right um it, it is absolutely liberating i think the biggest thing i probably will say maybe my biggest challenge this year has been how i was I'm not going to say that it was a bad experience, but it was going to be a challenging experience with my Pixel 7 Pro. Oh, interesting. Um, connectivity for me has been a challenge since I got in it. So just for kind of a, a little bit of a context, uh, both Juan and I had, a, had a, a video that we pushed out for you guys. If you haven't had to check it out, have a chance to check it out. Juan just pushed out his on the Aralo eSIM service that mm-hmm. just came out. Absolutely banger. I mean, I'm not trying to, they're not paying me or anymore. I mean, I was, uh, <laughs> we, it was a sponsored both, video. Yeah, it was a sponsored video in the past. with. Eralo, yeah. Eralo. But this is me after a month, month of using the service beyond the video. So you just tell me, this is like Juan is at the time of, I'm the, the two months in the future kind of thing. <laughs> um, and I have their service installed on my Pixel, on my X90 Pro, and uh, not on the not on the 13 Pro, uh, because Xiaomi doesn't have to ease them on that one, but also on my, uh, here, on the Honor uh, foldable. Surface installation, service coverage is absolutely fantastic. It's the surface type that kind of changes depending on where you are. And this is not that, nothing to, nothing on them. It's more about the service providers and what they're providing sure. in the area. Also, I was obviously in a very congested, uh, I would say uh, a wirelessly congested environment. <laughs> Although physically, <laughs> really? it was also a challenge. Huh. No way. No way. <laughs> um, so what I decided to do on my Pixel, though, is because I, I don't have – T-Mobile doesn't, doesn't do the – fast high-speed internet uh, anymore wow. package, or at least not on my account. So I was capped to 256K. I needed something to be able to upload pictures, put stuff, and so on. So I installed an eSIM on my Pixel. So I still have my physical SIM and my eSIM. But the combination of the two, always pinging, always working, kept the phone running warm most of my time because the oh, signal was bad and the phone was always yeah. looking for signal. So it was always like a continuous, like battery life was not the best. But what not, what got me though is that it warmed up enough that at some point even the camera locked up. Oh, I was in the middle no. of the booth with Oppo, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, no. I'm like, I was like shocked. I had to restart the phone, and it worked after. And it only happened once, but it was more like I've never thought. Like the six Pro, I felt like I did more for me that than the seven Pro. I feel like the seven Pro has been a solid performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, in the pictures I posted last night from uh, the Camino de, uh, Camino del Rey, or from my Pixel. They were just yeah. straight up. I mean, the phone is absolutely fantastic at photography. And it is, again, I, we've talked about this in the past. My SIM card is in the Pixel. So I use it, but I've never had it lock up on me in the show floor. I'm like, uh, oh my God, I don't like this. This is this is like, I wish I could just well, easily jump out, but yeah. And I understand that Google has chosen Samsung as their big partner for a lot yeah. of this tech, but... Worse, yeah. I, I mean, let, let's point it's, to some of the really solid advancements in modems and radios and absolutely. not just from Qualcomm, but like that's been a huge um, area of growth for MediaTek mm-hmm. as well. And I kind of feel like if there's a weak spot on the pixel, that is a perfect, you know, sort of a, um, it, it, it just, it's a challenge that they need to, that we haven't really f- been able to surpass. The heating or the warming of the device when you use it for some time is still there. The case does provide a little bit of protection. I don't, it, it doesn't really bother me in the sense of, because the form, there's no impact on performance. The phone was running fine. Everything was great. Yeah. Um, it was just about after uh, Oppo, I think on day one, 
Oppo had a, had a press conference like around 2.30 or so local time. And they announced a whole bunch of new tech, like coolers and stuff like that. Like, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about that cooler too, which is a really interesting tech. But I went out to look for the cooler and I was trying to take pictures of it and take the pictures of the, the spec sheet and so on. And I got pictures of everything. When I got the spec sheet, the camera just basically went black on me. And I couldn't, there, no front facing, no rear facing camera. It was just not working. I, I held the phone. The phone was definitely warmer. Um, and I just restarted it and everything worked fine since then. I haven't had another hiccup, but it was just like, of all the times they had to get this on the show floor, like had had I not obviously had other devices I could just well, jump in with, it would have been. But I think what, what you're describing here kind of helps showcase when we're talking about some more advanced use, running dual SIM and having your phone trying to keep up with always double paying. the data stream, always making that connection and running you it know, all. I, the, and, yeah. I don't, I don't really feel like, especially as a American, you know, like. I, I put a SIM card in my phone and I connect to a T-Mobile tower and I've got service and it's great. It, yeah. Um, in the U S it's, 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 it's we're, when we're you drive. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also kind in, of like in spots. Yeah. I know if, if you, yeah, if you leave in, LA, in ways, once you leave ways, LA, like, you're like, eh, not really. in our mobile market, we could, we could be spoiled more. I'd be fine with being more spoiled in our mobile market options in competition too. Um, yeah. But what I mean is like, if you're already, if you're dealing with a slightly less efficient radio, on one sim you're likely not going to notice the direct or immediate issue with having a modem or a radio that's less efficient when you double that communications load that totally makes sense to me like now that would manifest as a way that would drive the phone um less stable yeah. but um w without getting harping on that too much because i just finished up my sort of sponsored video but the entire time I've been chatting with the Aralo folks, I've been grabbing sims for mm -hmm. devices just for these short little bursts of, hey, I want to take it out and I just want to do this and I don't want to have to like switch cards. And it really has been handy. Uh, I know like we're gadget reviewers, so we go through a ton of phones, but immediately I thought of my daughter's tablet can take an eSIM like mm -hmm. we could use that as like a, the next time we go on a road trip. Like yeah, that yeah. could it, be a little bucket of data so that she can like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the big appeal with Aralo is the fact that it is more of an a la carte. Not, you're, not marrying, you're not married to this relationship. Yeah. You want a gig, you want a two gigs, you want three gigs, bam, you're running low, top off. And when I'm done, I get rid of it. I don't have to worry. Yeah. I think for me, for the longest time, we've always had the situation where I always relied. I mean, for me, at least, I relied on Fi. I would jump on Google mm -hmm. Fi, activate my Google Fi sim. Can I, I travel. Fi account? Yeah, and, and, and it's usually about like a $70 or so bill for that month because you're going to be using that data and you have a data cap. It's definitely beneficial. Don't get me wrong. If you're going to use a lot of data, Fi is still the way to go. Uh, Rallo can get expensive if you start adding, 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 adding. Yeah. But for the, um, like I relied heavily on the hotel room for large file uploads. Like for my videos that I posted, all of those were uploading on the hotel Wi-Fi because I'm not going to leverage that on my phone. If I needed to, I mm -hmm. would. But the biggest thing that I would probably say with their their service is the ease of use. And once I did, once I started using it, I realized that like for devices that don't have it, I felt like why would you not have it in 2023? Like even as a side mm -hmm. option, you don't need to make it your main interface. You just turn yeah. that on if you need it. Um, and that was where my surprise was with the 13 Pro. I wanted to activate it on the 13 Pro because I wanted to drive the my experience with it on the show floor. And it doesn't support eSIM for me. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. 
Yeah. That's, that's kind of rough. So I, so, but I ran hotspot on it. So Aralo doesn't limit how you use your data. So you can yeah. turn on tethering and I was tethered, tethering it. To I was the gonna say, they're not going to hold you back because no. they want you to, they want to buy more and buy more. Yeah data so but, but it's, you want to tether go tether that's great have fun. yeah yeah exactly tether a whole family do it and and um and they do a really decent job also <laughs> of reminding you when you're getting close to empty uh to yeah. low like around 25 percent. so you get a notification in the app and you get a notification via email again not this is not a sponsored bit I, i'm not i'm just i'm showing you or i want to kind of like more of a testimonial of how well that service well in in that we we go from just like, hey, I, I kind of used it a little bit so I could shoot a YouTube video of how to set it up, and that's a sponsored well, video. It yeah, really yeah, it, has mm-hmm. just become a field testing product for us. Same here. For like, me, any phone that I need to do, I don't have to worry about calling T-Mobile, put in a SIM. I, I buy a $5, $7 SIM card, and then for the duration that I'm using that device, I have internet on it. I don't have to worry yeah. about a SIM card. So it's it's a nice it's a, it's a nice to have. And it, for devices mostly, like for me on the Pixel, I didn't lose my Pixel uh, SIM card. I was still using my main SIM on T-Mobile. I just yeah. switched internet to Aralo. My calls and text messages were still kind of coming out on my main SIM card. Isn't so that's kind of funny because we're describing something. And again, because a good chunk of our audience is American, we're, we're yeah. sort of like spoon feeding the use case on something that like, it feels like the whole rest of the planet is so far ahead of us on. They've like, been doing that for a while. Like, yeah, switching SIMs to different like... countries and... Hey yeah. guys, us too. <laughs> well, no, but hey, even car- carriers in Europe, uh, they provision their services in different ways. Like O2 yeah. is in many, many countries and you can buy a regional plan with them where if you're traveling from London down to Barcelona, mm-hmm. you're going to get internet service just as good as you were back at home. That's how I did it back in the day. I would buy it, uh, like an unlimited SIM in, in the UK or a buddy of mine would get me one. And when I land in, uh, in Barcelona, we just use that for data. And leverage and keep our internet connection. But at the time, you'd have to have a phone that supported dual SIM. Now, I mean, technically, the Pixel does support. It's just it's an eSIM form. So it is nice. It's it's absolutely, like I said, it's demanding. And maybe with a few more optimizations, the Pixel can definitely handle it a little bit better. Uh, But yeah. I I feel I really like the Pixel. I'm still heavily recommending the Pixel for the type of consumer who is going to appreciate the software first experience, Mm -hmm. Google services, using the assistant and having the absolute easiest camera to shoot on. But we've got a point to like what the Pixel does well, it does really well. I don't know that you can software update yourself out of Samsung SoC with a Samsung yeah. radio running mm-hmm. less efficiently, compounding some of those performance issues when you're trying to drive data hard from multiple sources. Multiple and sources that's, that's and driving the device also. Yeah. is really tough to compete against because they're the radio telecommunications company. And even MediaTek seems to be doing this better than Samsung is. Um, in, in, in this generation. We'll, of we'll have to see how, how Tensor or what Google's approach is going to be with the third generation when it comes around. Uh, yeah. The Other than that one hiccup, otherwise, though, it's been an amazing device. I think I think my experience at the time was more about it was go, 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 go. And we're talking about sure. a full day of pictures, oh, yeah. videos, pictures, video, pictures, video, B-roll, all the way going around and trying to grab data content because it's all about timing. 
the the day starts in the morning and you're like, oh yeah, I have tons of time. And then before you know it, it's six o'clock and they're like showing yeah. you out. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> oh, seriously. Oh. <laughs> like, like, where did time go? And this is where like you get so much information overload. Like as a single creator or a content creator that does not have a team that's covering the show floor, we're like, yeah, you go there, you go there and I'll do this. And then we'll meet later and we'll right. just, you know, share notes. No, it's all it's you crazy. and you just yeah, gotta yeah. run. Exactly. And, and this is why I'm saying like, I have so much stuff still sitting here that I have like the, um, like the Opal uh, glasses. I, ha- I have the, I have the footage. I have to put it together. So this is my, literally my, this morning before our program starts up again with, uh, with the team here over with Opal. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be, yeah, I, I want to put some things in there. I want to put some, uh, schedule some stuff and put some reels. Well, um, yeah, I, I do want to say, you know, like if we're going to talk about running warm and you've been hanging out with the Opal folks, Yes, I'm yes, sure they too. have some kind of conversation about a technology for products that can help them run cooler. I, my God, it was so it was it, okay. Segway. So maybe if if I had the tip segways, it's like for the win. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're so good at this. You're much better at I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I host podcasts all the time. I all don't the have time. to segue. It's great. <laughs> I'm glad I'm with the professional, sir. I always appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, so Oppo did make an announcement on one piece of tech that I was surprised to hear about. Like, I never really thought about, like, talking about, okay, I'll say it. I haven't heard about this prior to maybe if you were, like, watching a Linus video, right? Linus Tech sure. Tip loves to do water cooling and obviously yeah. PCs and so on. But Oppo put out to get, uh, to put in a, uh, a, I guess, an announcement talking about their water cooling tech, which essentially is uh, basically a pump and water cool uh, base that sits and it also provides charging capabilities to your device and it runs a basically kind of like our game serve cooling pad that yeah. sits or clamps to the back of your device what really surprised me though is that although it was announced as an Oppo tech it was demoed as a OnePlus uh, piece of hardware so OnePlus had uh, the active one uh, so first we'll start with this one this one is basically their first implementation this is a concept one not concept one this is the concept uh, OnePlus 11 and this tech essentially is not, these are not LEDs. You need to be aware that what you're yeah. looking at on the back of this device is actual liquid moving throughout the pipeline to try to cool the device over the batteries, around the cameras in the back. And initially when I looked at it, it was like, wait, what's the point of an LED? Like it's going to cool it. No. Yeah. Well, you're last, looking week, at actual... last week we were speculating on yeah, what yeah. the OnePlus concept would be. And we were like, well, I guess if they're ripping off the nothing phone, you can make glyphs or RGBs on the back. Of we thought, yeah, I, we yeah, all had it thought... wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We I, all I, had honestly, wrong. I thought it was going to be just our LEDs and it was like, no yeah. TK. So this is where, when you look at the, the, the actual materials going up and down and it's providing that cooling. So that technology was, you know, I think it's it's a good ap- approach to try to cool the device. It's a concept, of course, which may or may not exist. It may, may, may or may not happen actually in the near future. OnePlus did demo it. It is based on top of a phone that we both enjoyed playing with, which is the OnePlus 11. Um, same hardware on the internals in there, but definitely looks really sure. nice. And it's not that much thicker. That's the weird part about it. It's not that yeah, much it, thicker. It looks like, like they just closed some of the gap on the camera module. Like yeah, a little bit. It still has that little bit of a raised bump on the back, but they added some of that cooling around it. So they keep, because as you can imagine, also camera sensors can definitely get yeah. warm when you're pushing them a lot. So um, overall, promising somewhere between 2 to 2.1 uh, degrees lower, better frame rate, obviously. Um, but we didn't, there was no way of demoing that. All of that was primarily just to yeah. show the concept of that. Um, they did, though, at the same time as announcing this device, 
they announced their collaboration with uh, Qualcomm on their uh, Qualcomm spaces and that the OnePlus 11 was going to be like the first device to do that. So that was an exciting thing. I I kind of like a little bit of surprise out of left field. Um, To top it off, they also had a, like I said, an active cooling brick, which I think this one I'm going to have to show on my phone because I didn't, I have the video, but I don't have the the, the tech board. (laughs) I don't need to put it out. This is, it's like TK type problems. I don't know why, but like, um, let's do this one. Hold on. Let's see if we get this one. So here. So, uh, yeah, the color on this one's going to be horrible. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. You Still just trying to find your face. Yeah. Just no. Make it big. So here, let's, let's see. Can we do this one? Uh, well, actually, no. Okay. So this is the actual picture itself. So you, you can see where is the cooling, pa- the, the brick itself with the pa- water mm-hmm. pump that built into it. It goes on the back of a phone. Obviously I, I'm over exaggerating, putting it on a OnePlus concept. Because I, I felt like this would be the, uh, the the worst thing I could definitely do to make it look like, hey, we're gonna cool, we're gonna cool the cooler. <laughs> it's like less right. fifty shades of baked. Ah, oh, man, Michael Pepper deck always. So this is the tech that Oppo announced on stage, and then lo and behold, OnePlus had it sitting on their table, on nice. top of the concept phone. So a lot of cool tech, in more ways than one. Hey, welcome back to the show. My camera, this did you do zooming or was that my camera doing the zooming? I think that it did. I I switched you back, so you went from full screen to like. I think as I switched you back, then your camera also like readjusted. Yeah, yeah. it looked like a really fluid camera move. Like we had a producer. I'm using this um, the Insta the Insta 360 Link camera, their webcam based uh, camera that they Mm -hmm. have, and it actually surprisingly it's been working nice. I had some issues with it on my PC, but on on the Mac for some reason it's working fine. Which, by the way, I am actually I'm running on a Mac now. As my, oh, till I, till I can fix Mr. my fancy, <laughs> fancy pants. Uh, somebody called me fancy pants. So, like, no, um, definitely an exciting show, show, show full. We, oh, we got a chance to see the keyboard, the OnePlus keyboard. Mm-hmm. Couldn't touch it, but we saw it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like, I feel like I've, tra- you know, it's like, there's I want to say, like, like, I've traveled so far, but I can only look. I'm like, okay, so what's the difference between this and a picture? No, uh, yeah, the design looks really nice. The, 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 it looks high quality, and the, uh, the mm-hmm. little dial that they had on the top right actually looked pretty exciting. Again, I have the footage, I gotta put it together. It's crazy. I had, oh my god, when I was thinking about how much stuff I had, I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I legit panicked at some points because I was like, how am I doing all of this? How is it possible for one person to cover this entire show with all it's of the stuff? So no, so it, it's it's going to end up being that trickle effect <laughs> through the week um, of me pushing off different things here and there, and then hopefully people enjoying what they're looking at. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was definitely a big show. Xiaomi brought it. Uh, OnePlus did it. Uh, Motorola, it, for the most part, with the concept, I think that was their biggest thing. Uh, but Honor decided to go big time too. They they had their own launch event. Sorry, uh, on day one of the, uh, of, uh, I was going to say unpacked <laughs> of MWC <laughs> on the show. Uh, mixing things is a little bit early for me. And, and that thing I drink is definitely not coffee. Um, yeah. I don't, it's like, even if it I, were a coffee pod, it's still pod coffee. So it's yeah. I don't know. As soon as we're done, I think what I'm probably going to do is just go down and grab some coffee from downstairs because yeah. that's usually where they have the good stuff, anyways. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, but, oh, the Spaniards know good coffee. Oh, so. good coffee you're, you're and in, amazing yeah. olive oil. Oh, my God. The olive oil experience is here. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, if there's anything I say is um, – I'm actually, I'll say – the biggest thing that surprised <laughs> me on this entire trip, especially for the Malaga part of it, is the presence of 
and I, I knew there's a lot of Arabic influences in Spain because of uh, mm -hmm. the the region oh, was yeah. originally back in the colonized also, and there was a massive uh, Arabic culture here. Uh, like even the hotel I'm staying at has Arabic writings in there, like mm -hmm. actual like actual Arabic writing in there. Like I'm walking, I'm like, wait, am I in Spain? Did I just did we go to mm -hmm. Morocco? And they're like, no, 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 you're in Spain. We didn't go that far. <laughs> you have to cross the Mediterranean yeah, to get to Morocco. Yeah, but I mean, you're as south as you can go before you have to cross the Mediterranean. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and 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 it was just oh, like, and really... the food. It is oh such that God. beautiful fusion of like like kind it's... of Basque and French uh, and Mediterranean. Yeah, and I God, will I will say I've had I have had my enough my my I've had enough shares of paella. I've had paella, 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 paella. <laughs> All seafood and, and one. I'm chip. not a huge seafood fan, but when you can like see them pulling it out of the ocean with your yeah. eyes, you're like, yeah. oh, oh, this is I'm in for a treat. You're in <laughs> for fresh. Yeah, freshness is, is the key, and the Mediterranean <laughs> is, is just absolutely fantastic. I, I just to me it also kind of plays a, a big role because I grew up on the Mediterranean. So to me, this is the this is where I I, I know and I kind of thrive. I'm on the opposite side of the Mediterranean from where yeah. I grew up. But it's, it's it was nice. Uh, if friends read some coffee, they'll be printing news and it was like, yeah, no, the French press. Stay away from the French, <laughs> yeah, French press. Right. Right? Michael Watch Pepper out, Tech. Always, so, always. So I love, I love like whenever I pull up one of those, one of the comments on the chat, for anyone who, who does listen to the audio version of this, I like Boy. that TK kind of skims. He doesn't tell you who wrote it and he doesn't even finish saying the comment, but he'll get about three quarters of the way through it, then react to what he's reading. So you never get in the audio version the that actual it, comment that it is because TK Michael, is just so Michael's tickled. Commentary. Yeah, well, because <laughs> it, it lands. His jokes land. It, this is the thing. And yes, he, they land. That's when what it is. You finished the joke. I know. My well, I'm reading ahead. That's the problem. My eyes are finishing I, the conversation. For, My mouth for, is just for, not as fast. Yeah. For for people who are listening to the audio version of of this podcast, Michael Peppertech in our comments writes. I wonder if France ever writes about coffee in the printed news, or does it stay away from the French press? And I just, he's got delightful little puns, and I enjoy that. Touche, so. my friend. Touche. <laughs> but yeah, well, no, um, um, it sounds like you've, you've been having a good time, and that's, that's I think... Absolutely. Where we've been really anxious over trade shows and what to do and like how do we how does this industry start to redefine its relationship with consumers? I think is yeah. still a monstrous challenge, mm -hmm. and I think twenty twenty three is going to be a really difficult year for a lot of manufacturers. Like we overbought tech to a huge degree during the pandemic, and now yeah. we've got to figure out like new sales course numbers. correction yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. we've got to make a huge market adjustment so i'm i'm really i'm really glad to hear that the manufacturers the showrunners the trade shows that they're trying yeah. to find that excitement again and i think over another year of experimenting with what is the next phase this might actually be that transition point that we've needed yeah. i really feel like we've been stagnant on I have a rectangle with a screen and I interact through that and that's my data and services and information and everything. And now it seems like we'll finally be interested in like, well, what's going to get consumers interested in paying attention to us again? Yeah. Yep. We actually need to do some, we actually need to innovate and we need to move the needle on what the next phase of experiences should exactly, be. Exactly. Exactly. And, and actually speaking of which I, I would love to hear. Um, so, 
from what what I would probably say is maybe it's a good good way for us to segue over to talk a little bit more about like the technology that we both got a chance to play with a little bit. Sure. Uh, when it comes down to Samsung, and as we're as yeah. we're doing this, I do want to say. Um, uh, lastly, Honor had a lot of things going on. Yep, the the S twenty. I keep wanting to call the the Note twenty three. It's the Note twenty three. It is yeah. the Note twenty three Ultra. Um, uh, Honor did have a couple. I did have a video drop up on on Honor's Magic DS, the, their global mm-hmm. launch of their uh, foldable. Yeah, it looks. Uh, really and good. their Honor, the Honor Magic Five Pro is also going to be a video on that will be coming out soon. Hopefully, as soon as I'm able to kind of figure out how things are and actually use it because i i didn't even boot it up let's just say that i got i was able to get my hands on the unit which i want to say thank you very much to honor for that um i typically don't expect to bring hardware back with me but this was definitely very nice a very nice surprise to be able to get and the color is really really nice i got a chance to play with a version of this phone of this device back in london a few weeks ago when i was there with oppo um, mm-hmm. I had a, a lunch with our PR company uh, representative and they brought out the phone so it's exciting nice. it's exciting to see what they have but I want to hear your thoughts on the best camera on the mar- uh, on, on the show f- uh, in the world. So please go ahead and, and enlighten me. <laughs> the best camera? Do you know why? Because it's got so many megapixels. I think that's the big thing. I, mean, I think I've heard of those with numbers. That Vivo, and that only has fifty megapixels. I know and it's only it's only as one one fourth of a percent one fourth as good. It's just I should just yeah, put it away. It's, it's one quarter as good. And yeah. that's that's not very good. I mean, if you had one quarter of a of the correct answers on a test, that would be a failing grade. Yeah, that's not even like a D, man. That's not even. All right, like I'm F, I'm but... being real snarky because um, I feel Samsung marketing actually does a huge disservice to their own customer base. Yeah. I, here here's like in getting to handle the Note 23, and it is a Note. It, yeah. it, it is not an S phone. Not in design, not in features, not in hardware. There's no reason why this should be called an S phone, especially since it has a pen that you take yeah. notes with. It is a note. And I'm not going to let that joke go because I think Samsung does a huge disservice when the vast majority of their coverage and advertising is going to be on their most expensive option. And then a consumer is going to hear Galaxy S is the best Android. And then they're going to walk into their carrier and they're going to try and buy the cheapest Galaxy S that they can buy. Thinking they're getting the same thing. Completely different phone. Yeah. There is no part of that phone that is the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, that really bothers me. My frustrations with Samsung as a manufacturer, as a political entity, as a company that's trying to destroy right to repair in the United States, if we compartmentalize that, <laughs> that you're supporting some business practices that I think are reprehensible and some marketing that I think borders on bullying other mm-hmm. other consumers. Um, yeah, the Note 23 is going to be one of the best productivity phones of the year. Yeah. Um, there. This is really easy. If Sorry, you just want a, your... for reference. I'm just, yeah, yeah, I, I got sure. mine, mine over on the side. Yeah. If you want your pocket computer to be a computer... This is the crown jewel option. It is one of the most expensive ways mm-hmm. that you can achieve this functionality, but it, it's genuinely going to be that that presence in the market where if you're buying a phone just because you want to show that you spent a lot of money, no one's going to care. Yeah. Don't, don't buy this phone. Like, we are generationally working with people who only recognize Apple devices as being fashion statements. This, yeah. this is not going to be a fashion statement. You're not going to impress anybody. 
don't spend $1,200 just so that you could show people that you spent $1,200 because that's, that's not a thing in Android land anymore. Yeah. But when you pick up this phone and you try to work with it, it is, it is more consistent. It's still not one of the fastest phones of the year. Like it's getting paced pretty hard by significantly less expensive IQs and one pluses. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does have some gaming performance. That's depending on how you benchmark a game, a media tech yeah. could be rolling with this phone, this whole Samsung Snapdragon for Samsung thing, I think again is a problematic marketing issue. But especially if you're coming from an Exynos, this is going to be a really good year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the the biggest recommendation for this device, especially for anybody in the international market that was used to using Exynos, and if they dealt with any any growing pains, I would say, with the Exynos lineup over the last few years, this is definitely a big win um, for Overall, I think for productivity, for functionality, everything on the Note is is very much consistent across what we've seen in earlier generations. Uh, mm-hmm. The S Pen functionality is on point. The sure. cameras for me are. I mean, tell me, it doesn't feel almost identical to the Note Twenty Two. It, 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 so yeah, it, it, yeah, in many many ways, in, in the things that I was using it. I mean, there's a few things I can point to, maybe stabilization was definitely maybe a little bit better on this, but it it wasn't something that I typically do. Like when I did the vlog with it, I decided I wanted to kind of use it in a way where I was trying to leverage things that I wouldn't, you know, I was wanting to take people with me on a day, but I typically don't walk around and vlog. I don't, you know, and and I think even Josh in the video kind of points out like the whole time he's like, TK, you should be taking videos. You should be doing this. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to do that because I I was trying to make a, (laughs) um, right uh, right before MWC. It's crazy how to say this happened, but I had a, a quick 24 hour trip to New York. And when I say yeah. quick, I'm going to say a quick, brutal quick to New- a trip to New York for our friends over at Realme that were basically meeting us up in, in New York and giving us a little bit of a teaser on their brand new device. So I decided to do a vlog with that. And did it, hold, it held its own editing and everything on there, taking pictures, yeah. taking videos, all of that worked great. But good. it doesn't like I think I could have done the whole thing with an S22 Ultra. Most people wouldn't have even picked up on it. Um, yeah. I think the improvements in the cameras on the front are a little bit more tangible. They did they did have a better sensor here, definitely going in down to a bigger 12 megapixel sensor for the lower yeah. for the low light improvement. I mean, again, we would want to say, but it, I feel like they kind of copied Sony. Like yeah. Sony finally took those criticisms on their selfie shooter seriously, and yeah, yeah, and, and I think this is where we are. We're Samsung has kind of followed suit, which is good. Yeah, but, but it, it, it it's. It's difficult to move the needle on a phone this expensive from a company that touts market leader and brand innovation and arrive at an experience that I feel like someone on on a a Note 20 might might still pick this up and go, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit better, but... I don't know that I needed to flip my Note 20 for this. Yeah. And like, I think it's the biggest it's thing is, 
Yeah. It's better all around, but it's not so much better that the effort of flipping your phone and getting no money for your trade in. <laughs> well, yeah, like the and, Note 20 now is like down device. to a couple hundred even. I because we were debating, yeah. I was I felt like this was maybe getting to the point where it was right for my time, right time for my wife to upgrade from the Note 20 to like the latest edition note. Because I I right. my goal was essentially once I was I'll say it once I was done with the Note 20 Ultra, that 23 Ultra, uh, is to have her because she likes the note i'll say that she enjoys using the s pen that it functionality for her is absolutely key i um, love the s pen i yeah, love no, having a it, stylus i it, got it, so nerdy a, about the lg and yeah, the moto the styler, for having yeah, yeah. styluses no 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 it, it, and that's the biggest thing it's it's like you you appreciate the technology and for what it's worth yeah. and you use it on the daily and i think that's the biggest win so yeah. um i'm still trying to convince her that she should change because the the note 20 is starting to show a little bit her uh, the age and she's running out of storage too that's the other thing although yeah, yeah she still has a she technically has an sd card i can expand her storage i don't have yeah. to buy a whole new phone there, there's a lot of conversations i think like overall i think dex is still pretty good the processing yeah. power is good, although throttled ninety percent of the time. It's it, it you're is never so really managed. using. You're yeah. not you. You're really not using, like the. We so have here's seen the, the HN two push to its limits, and we yeah. know what this SOC is capable of. Absolutely, and I'm not saying you need to try and figure out a way to give me red magic levels of performance because you no, don't no, have active cooling, and but and you want to be able to manage six hundred and fifty dollar yeah. IQ is pacing this phone and beating it in a lot of these head-to-head kind of performance tests and comparisons. And I, I do not put any stock in someone is out there who wants to spend $1,200 on an Android and is barely technologically functional using this thing at its lowest level tier where they're not going to care about things like is it more performant? Does it really get work done faster? Does it game better? What What yeah. are we doing? Because a note should be that boldest statement it, of a slap exactly. phone from Samsung. When it comes to productivity, it should be the productivity king. And that's the big call about it is you're spending enough mm-hmm. money that you're, you're not going to buy a laptop because you should be able to do everything you want to do out of it on this device. And it, and for the most part, it does, like I said, but yeah. Does it make of it? Does it make an, a, a strong enough of an argument to say this is better than the S twenty two Ultra? Not necessarily. Even if we kind of go a little bit further to the S twenty one Ultra, performance wise, it's it's not that much difference because the SOCs have improved have improved incrementally. But I will say that the the, the this is the most refined that you'll ever find a Samsung product put together. Yeah. It's the design, it's the performance, it's, I'm not, we're not trying to say that we're harping on it. We're not, it's not a bad phone. It's yeah. a good phone. I, it does I, everything I, great. It's, it's like it's I need just, to hold people's hands every single time I talk yeah. about this because the end of this discussion is it will be one of the best phones. Absolutely. Yeah. It, we're we're not is, knocking it. Yeah. That it's is not, a, that is I not want you guys in, to get any kind of debate. That is not no. a question. No. Yeah. It, this is easily delivered fact. Yeah. But for that easily delivered, delivered, it will be one of the best phones of the year. I still find Samsung still makes a lot of very frustrating and confusing UI choices. I, yeah. I, I had the camera crash. So it finally did run. It, it failed to do the newest One UI update twice. Okay. I finally got it to run that new UI, uh, One UI update. Yeah, and yeah. then um, getting it on a fresh reboot. Hold on, I might even have it on. Um, 
yeah, getting it on a fresh reboot, immediately camera failures. So Samsung keeps getting this nod from other tech reviewers like, well, isn't it so great that they're going to give you all of these software updates and isn't that what you care about? I've not had any camera failures on my Vivo or my OnePlus or my iQoo. Yeah. Nothing crashing like this. And if you remember last year in an early software state, I could make the Note 22 camera crash mm -hmm. by zooming in too aggressively. If it switched camera lenses in that first like two months of software, you could get the Note 22 to crash. Yeah, it was, it was still growing. A lot of growing pains going on with that. So one. Yeah. we keep giving Samsung a pass on things that we would freak out about on a OnePlus. Yeah. Look at like OnePlus criticisms where people are like, oh, but I don't like how you swipe notifications in one direction and it does something different. Why can't it just be like others? And like, I'm dealing with major component failures in early software that I dealt with the year before mm -hmm. in which I didn't have camera crashes on the Note 20 or the S21, but those apps ran like garbage yeah. in the earliest months of the phone's it, existence. It so it's like, few... I know this phone won't be baked mm -hmm. until what, like April? And then we'll we need a finally more... start feeling yeah. like it's a consistent platform, but... Why are we launching this phone with the same issues that its predecessor had? Yeah. Why, I, I just don't understand why we keep seeing this kind of instability. I mean, like, again, I love showing this because you can see I was trying to do another shot of the stuffed dog in my office. And I screenshotted camera. Yeah. the camera fail just because I was trying to, like, compare it against the telephoto sensor on the Pixel 7 Pro. You know yeah. what camera hasn't crashed on launch for me is a Pixel 7 Pro. <laughs> it, it's the reality is is most manufacturers have issues initially at launch. It, it, there's yeah. no because that, that, that is that a is big totally break, fair. Such a what, big what race bothers to get to day me one. is three generations. This is the third generation of having funky camera instability the one ui their one ui and this is like the big been, thing yeah. that they're talking this is what makes it different than the note 22 mm -hmm. is having this new camera yeah and new, and that's what bothers it. me it's it's sam's it's again i want to be fair i i don't think i should be more fair to samsung than to other manufacturers so yeah. if it's going to bother you that a OnePlus sometimes has bugs you should never buy anything you, you should you never need to accept buy it. any yeah, and, and I don't think they all have bugs. But it's, this, it's this is why there. I get so lit up about. Sorry, I know I'm stepping all over you, buddy, and you're you're early in the morning oh, here, and I'm no, 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 absolutely. Night. I'm I'm actually finally up at seven a.m. for me. Like you're, we're, we're finally. I'm catching up to you on time wise. You're you're going to sleep. I'm about to just start my day. Um, again, but, but it's it just, it just bothers me yeah. that we're going to freak out about a change to the OnePlus notification shade. But there are other quirks in here, too. Like, it really bothers me how imprecise Samsung's focusing system still is. So it's gotten way better since the original S20. The S22 had a better one because it, it got a chance to spend time with it. It's, it, it's more like the, the first and second gen of a, of, an, of, a pro, of a sensor, but yeah. But Samsung doesn't tell you how their focus optimizer works, which is a stupid name. Because what Focus Optimizer does is switch you to the macro 
lens. It switches yeah. you to the ultra wide lens when you're too close to your subject. Yeah, it pops That's up the ultra wide for the macro experience. Yeah, it's just an auto macro mode, but they call it focus optimizer, and there isn't a setting in there. What you get is the first time you move too close to your subject, a little yellow dot shows up on your screen. And you just have to know so you that have to that's focus optimizer. And you have to know what focus optimizer means because it's not macro mode. There's no conveyance. There's nothing instructing the user this is what's going on. And Samsung's autofocus is so finicky at its closest minimum focusing distance. I, I did the comparison where I was, I was shooting on an X80 Pro and X90 Pro. I actually did shoot with the Xiaomi 12S Ultra and the Xiaomi 13 because so I wanted data. Mm -hmm. The main focus was going to be Vivo X90 Pro versus uh, Note 23. No phone switched to the ultra wide except the Note. I'm at a distance where you're almost at like a head and shoulder shot. So like if, if you were holding the phone out about, I, I can't show you. Arms <laughs> like, arms yeah, yeah, no, no, arms length. Yeah, exactly. But, when but you're like, taking a selfie. Yeah, not like... even full arms length, like elbow oh. bent. So, okay. so just a, enough of a distance where you would be real tight crop, top of your head, and just the bare top of your shoulders. Yeah. There is no reason for any phone to switch to a macro mode at this distance. No yeah. other phone did this. But yeah. the first shot I took with the Note 23 looked like ass because it switched to the ultra wide. No depth of field, flat, terrible it, it, color. Which is also office. because... I had, yeah, the, the the setup that they have on most most devices will end up going with is they typically they typically give you that one main sensor to live with, and the ultra wide is not going to perform as good. Yes, you can shoot 4K 60 with. Yes, you could do a lot of the same functional yeah. things in video, but right. it's a different right. calibration. It's a different approach, and it's not what you were shooting for. It should not be this auto, like you said, the distance that you had, macro should never talk. The only time macro should even time. make sense is if you're on the phone and you're like this, you're getting close enough to the subject. And then right. that's when you want macro to poop, pop in front of you and jump into that. And, and with these opposed... bigger sensors, we know that there's a longer minimum focusing distance it than is, where we absolutely. were like two or three generations ago. So it's not that. Yeah, It's yeah. every other phone got the distance right. And Samsung's autofocus couldn't figure it yeah, out. It still needs tuning. And you need to have, if you're going to get into it at this point of this, the, the game, you need to accept that this is a growing pain. And it happens yeah. every generation. Samsung's uh, typically and if we're be major. that accommodating to yeah. the company with the most resources, we have making to be... the biggest claims. Yeah. With, with you know all of these promises about software and improvements and new technology and look our camera's so good that we got Ridley Scott to shoot a movie with it yeah if all of that's going to be being fair to Samsung man OnePlus deserves so much more credit <laughs> Motorola deserves, deserves so, so much more credit yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with you you know yeah, yeah. like because I I've not had these generationally consistent issues with every launch. I have different problems with every launch of a OnePlus. Yeah. I have the same problems with every launch it's, of a it's, Samsung. It's a very, it's frustrating. No, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. It, it's, it's always going to be this little thing. And, and for me, I'll say my biggest thing with Samsung devices have always been where 
early devices, like you get the pre-orders, the device runs super, super fast, internet-wise, connectivity, all of that stuff. Everything's like blazing yeah. all over the place. And then there's that one update when they optimize for the battery performance because it starts realizing that it's draining too much battery. Um, and then you start and seeing everything tanks. Slow, yeah. slow speed starts to slow down a little bit. It, I'm not saying it turn, slows down to you know turtle speed, but it slows down considerably that you notice it. Um, and you cannot undo an update once you update to something with uh, on most of the devices these days. So yeah. I, I think we are within a few months of, of really truly getting the full potential I, that they were trying to give I us. Feel, I hope I that they're... Like- yeah, that Samsung is unfortunately starting to follow a bit of the Apple curve where your best updates are going to be in the first year of life. But the first three months are, are spent uh, with all of these teething pains. So you really yeah. only get the optimal Samsung experience for about seven or eight months. Yeah. And then it's off to whatever the next new hotness is. And your phone well, is now. Yeah, by then it's, it's the nerd what you paid for it. Yeah, trade in. So, which oh my god, yes. So this is this is the first year where Samsung decided to stop doing the the, the crazy trade ins. Crazy trade ins. Uh, this is the year where you're like, oh snap, maybe I should happened. keep my phone. Maybe I should just keep my Note Twenty. Like yeah. I, I traded it in, and and I and we talked about this last week where they gave me this email, this beautiful email, telling me that my phone was cracked. <laughs> um, me and like a thousand people, it seemed like, and then they were like, well, but you're gonna, and not only that, it the email was not to tell me and say, hey, let's talk about it. It's the hey, your phone is cracked. We're going to charge you 155 bucks for that, but we're going to keep the phone. And if you want it back, just let us know. And we'll just charge you the full 500 that we promised you. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like it was just such a shocking yeah. experience. And, don't, don't, and it, just because like our audience knows you, don't you as TK Bay want to go, do you not know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there's a Samsung oh PR rep who's God. going like, oh man, man. Yeah. you did that to him? I was like, uh, like, like, did you know? No, it, it's one of those, I, I will say the experiences that we got in there is just showing the changes that we're going through. Yeah, We're, we're going to reality. This is reality. Reality basically that was not, um, you know, leverage and we didn't really get a chance to experience it. And we've talked about it year over year. Yeah, these numbers could not be sustainable. They're not making money. They're losing money giving you that much on a Z Flip 3 from a year ago where the phone brand new was a thousand dollars, but a year later you got nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, they obviously they course corrected. There was some mistakes at the beginning that it was supposed to be nine hundred dollars oh, for the bespoke with five hundred and twelve. For oh, here's this great sale. Oh, but we're not gonna honor it. it yeah. Oh, that was just a mistake. We exactly. had guys in the Discord who were trying to get. I think it was Tab S sevens, and the price yeah. was like too good to be true. And then of course it turned out Samsung killed every single one of those orders. And they're like, well, but what we could do is charge you way more and then give you like a credit to buy accessory. And you're like, that's not what you sold me. The credits for accessories is 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 different than getting a good deal. Yeah, you're not saving money on the phone when you're paying when you pay in retail for accessories. That is, in my opinion, sometimes overpriced for what they are. But you know what I mean? Like it it, kind of makes sense, but it doesn't. It's not. You know, you got to worry about what you're trying to say. Marketing is definitely their forte. They, that's what they do. They they they, yeah. they tell a story that sometimes doesn't land, and some areas where yeah, you're showcasing I'm, things that I'm just doesn't really don't exist concerned. on all so, of the cross devices. Yeah. To to kind of spoil the video that I put out, which was incredibly difficult to shoot and to edit and to put all together. This video took me so much more time and effort than 
many of my other like more in-depth camera comparisons and stuff. I wanted this to be precise and mm -hmm. I wanted to really dig into details and stuff. Yeah. But this claim on a 200 megapixel sensor means almost nothing. And the conclusion in my video is yeah. when you see, because I do believe, you know, like we've seen some really great, Danny did a video uh, mm -hmm. looking at the, the Note 22 versus the Note 23. I'm very frustrated with people who lazily just say, oh, it must be because of the megapixels. That's why we're seeing better image clarity because it has nothing to do with resolution. And I think the big up to upgrade yeah. is they, they're using a, a slightly better lens on the Note 23 over the Note 22. And I bet if you, if you could pull the lens off of the Note 23 and put it on a Note 22, you'd see almost the same Ooh, photography quality. But that's not what Samsung said. When I got the Vivo X70 Pro Plus, Vivo made this huge point. We are working with Zeiss. We have these new lens coatings. Mm -hmm. They made some comments about like having the GN1 and the 50 megapixel sensor and stuff, but they marketed Zeiss lens coatings. T-Star Zeiss lens coatings. coatings. Lens yep. coatings. Coatings. Lenses. No one remembers that Samsung can make flipping phenomenal camera gear because they killed their NX line years ago. Samsung yep. knows how to make an incredible lens. Yeah. One, I mean, one of their my favorites market, is the Xiaomi 11 Ultra. Yeah. The yeah, GN1. They can market good lenses. That is such a huge selling. So it's just frustrating because like, I feel like they're misrepresenting the performance of the phone. The phone is still an upgrade over the Note 22. Mm -hmm. I don't want to split hairs on that. Yeah. The main camera sensor produces a sharper image than last year's phone. Has Absolutely. nothing to do with the resolution. I really don't think you're you're getting any it's, significant it's benefit. It's the PR team. Yeah, it's the marketing. It's the marketing, marketing wanted to wanted, wanted to catch, the bigger number. Yeah, and it, it's like what what would people basically resonate? What would resonate with more people if you say, well, well, you know, but you have you know, Apple has the fifty, or you know, uh, we have the one hundred eight, but now we're like at two hundred. Next year we'll be at the six hundred. I think at the end of the day, having more smaller pixels is is definitely a different approach to photography. I feel like bigger, smaller. A smaller megapixel camera that has a smaller megapixel number camera with larger sensors or larger uh, pixels will always perform much more consistently. Autofocusing will be right more on point. You're able to get better, faster readouts. Sony demonstrated that year over year with their 12 yeah. megapixels. And For it's sure. crazy that people don't realize, like, you know, you don't. I mean, they did that a little bit in their front facing. We, we just touched on that a little earlier. They went down from a 40 to a 12 like, because if you read the numbers, you're like, but wait, Why? You gave me a 200. Why are you dropping down the front? Yeah. It's because they wanted to give you a better experience. And they realized, you know, 40 megapixels. And this it's is a where... a better sensor to do that yeah, with. Yeah. Most company, and, and I don't want to make it because I'm like, we're only talking Samsung. Most companies on the market right now, well, they'll put a 32, a 40, and something in there on the front-facing camera. But they're capping you to 1080p. And yeah. the images are typically oh. a lot more softer than what you typically well, and get. And the images the are sensor. usually... Again, yeah, I've been all that down. And it's like an eight megapixel image. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not getting that that full sensor side uh, readout. So, I I, I will say that from my experience so far with this, and I have my S twenty three Ultra with me here uh, on, on covering the show. Um, it is definitely one of those things you have to experience and use. I don't really like for for my wife if she wasn't coming from a Note twenty two Note twenty Ultra, I it would have been a harder 
sell to try to kind of yeah. convince her. I showed her some of the capabilities. I showed her some of the images from the vlog and from other things. And I'll show her, sure. of course, when I come back from Barcelona. Um, it's it, not Barcelona, but yeah, from Malaga. And it, it is definitely something to, to try. But you have to really, really take the, the PR stick with uh, with very much a fine, fine tooth comb and figure out exactly what they mean. It's not clear. And the, S, the S23 is not going to perform the same way as the Note 23. It's a no. different phone. The S23 Plus is even a different phone. It's closer because it's bigger, but it's not. Camera-wise, it's not. They're not the same stack. They're not the same display. They're not the same uh, you know, quality QHD, 120 frames per second, fast charge. Yeah. I mean, the Plus is, but you know what I mean. Like Overall, you're getting the best of what Samsung has to offer at the beginning of the year with the Note 23. And we'll see what the Fold 5, if the Fold 5 ends up basically becoming some kind of innovation. So Ma- Michael Peppertech has has like a, a series of comments here. I'm going to try and roll through them really sure. quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just take a quick sip of water. I, I, I really want someone who can maybe point to some of this data. Mm-hmm. If I'm missing something, I need to know. Because Please. what I'm doing is a very practical photo comparison. And I'm not seeing any of the promises Samsung is making. I'm not seeing them realized. But anyway... Uh, Michael Peppertech, we look at what Snapdragon has said their processors have been capable of for ISPs, your image signal path, for the last few years, and it seems like most features are software locked. They could mm-hmm. have done these things years ago, but the SOC was ahead and the software wasn't ready, so to sell new hardware, they never added certain things. Higher res plus extra step to bin equates to an extra step for processing, and I think that's the issue. I'd take lower megapixels for fewer steps and faster post-processing and larger pixels for low light. So what might, if, if I'm reading you correctly, and I'm reading through this here pretty quick, Michael, especially when you're saying higher resolution plus extra steps to bin equates to an extra step for processing, it's actually the opposite. When you shoot a raw photo, you have the binned resolution. That's the real resolution of the camera as far as the camera firmware is concerned. So it's when you move it to a JPEG and then you start doing these ultra high resolution modes, that's where you're adding the extra processing steps because you have to add a ton of demosaicing. So you take a block, a cluster of red pixels. Well, that's not, you can't make an image out of that. You've got mm-hmm. to move green pixels to fill in gaps, and then you've got to move blue pixels to fill in gaps, and you've got to retile all of your little dots. That is a significant, uh, significantly more difficult challenge. And I think we also saw that demonstrated moving from the Pixel 6 to the Pixel 7. Mm-hmm. The Pixel 6 still does not have the same quality of pixel resampling when you zoom. So when you crop from that sensor on a Pixel 7 Pro you actually have a significantly higher image fidelity than on the Pixel 6 because Google is finally using this sub-pixel mosaicing. Like, they didn't do it on the Pixel 6. They just treated the Pixel 6 as a big 12-megapixel sensor. Yeah. They advertised 50. You didn't get 50. And it makes me crazy because Google doesn't even give you the high-res mode to shoot the photo anyway. So we've, we've basically been taking these pixel binning sensors and using them as the bend resolution, but marketing all of the subpixels to make the bigger resolution number. Samsung is playing some interesting games with how you can cluster different blocks of pixels. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still a significantly smaller sensor than what you'll have in a Vivo or a Xiaomi Pro. 
your pixel level detail is not as sharp, even with the better lens, you're working at a significant disadvantage. I think the Note 23 gets really close for it having sort of a disadvantage on that sensor. It got a lot closer to the Vivo X90 than I was really expecting it to. It doesn't beat it. And so if you have better image clarity on a lower resolution image, Mm -hmm. you could just blow that image up if you just wanted the 200 megapixel version of that photo. You could just make it a fake 200 megapixel image and it would have more detail in it. Exactly. So, so that's what, that's, what's frustrating is that it's, it's, it's a combination of things where I really want to be excited about Samsung improving their products. If you were on Exynos, this is an improvement. If, if you had like a galaxy S 20 ultra, you are getting a better camera, but it doesn't have anything to do with what Samsung is telling you makes it a better camera. To me, it's almost bordering on fantasy. We hired Ridley Scott to shoot a movie with our phone. Ridley Scott could shoot a movie on any optical image-based camera. He could shoot a movie on my Arlo security cameras, and it would be an incredible world-building event. It would look awesome. Because he's Ridley Scott with an army of cinematographers and grips and lighting assistants and production assistants and a full facility to make an Arlo webcam look awesome. Yeah. So that's not, that's not why you should buy the Note 20. That's the artist. Yeah. You're getting exactly when, when I pick up the Note 23, I'm picking up what I feel is one of the crown jewel productivity experiences with a good collection of cameras. It might be one of the best collection of cameras sold in North America, but man, are we falling behind the rest of the world playing with one-inch sensors and some really radical multi-sensor combinations. Yeah. And, and we're not getting that here. And, and I feel like, as Americans, we don't even know how much we're missing well, actually, Michael yes. Peppertech knows. Yeah, Michael yeah. Peppertech is not afraid to import a phone. <laughs> but I just mean general consumers are, are not exposed to how different th- these, these things are. If you tell me that what you care about having in your pocket is the best camera, I can't point you to the Note 23. I, you need to balance that. If you want Dex and the S Pen, you have to know you're getting a good camera, yeah. but it's not at the tier that I'm expecting now from Xiaomi's and Vivo's. Exactly. And 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 Xiaomi, I'm I'm just happy that Xiaomi was able to make this happen in the global market. So much so that it seriously was just so happy. Because we've been like I, I've been begging to try to get more more one in sensor devices and seeing how different companies treat that sensor. But you've spoken so highly of the 12S Ultra that I was like, okay, crap, we really need this to be international. So it finally, <laughs> I was it very happy. Came. I was very happy yeah. to see that happen and finally say that I, I actually got a chance to to go and check it out. And um, yeah, they had an amazing launch event. So there was it was really nice. And um, Honor had their event as well as, like I said, Techno, Realme, a whole bunch of companies. There's so much more too that we haven't even got a chance to, to scratch the surface on. This has been one of the shows that I think I would say it, it it will be my focus going forward for mm-hmm. for coverage on tech shows more so yeah. than my local CES, which kind of sucks. But I would probably say <laughs> that I can I can for the most part do CES in one day. I can go back to doing CES as a one day event. 
um, and still get almost 90%, 95% of what I need to do, I need to get without necessarily having to spend, you know, three to four days. There's still some nuggets. There's still some things that you can find, like showstoppers and Pepcom, they do better. I feel like that little, the micro site, uh, the micro convention in within a convention kind of thing. Um, but starting next year, CES is going to be moving to the second week of January. So it's going to be a little bit uh, different than normal. And yeah, um, yeah I, I still think like, if you if you were good to cover, like I seriously, hopefully you and I, I'm hoping next year we're going to be teaming up on the MWC. That's what I want to say. I hope so. I, I hope so. But we'll see. We'll I booked have to... a really good job. For I'm gonna call ages. all. I'm gonna call all your companies right now, and I'm gonna be like, dude, I, next I, year you better give him all the work around this time. I can't. Like, I can't yeah. really talk too much about it, but um, yeah. it, it was a full-on studio shoot where I was. I mean, I was the DP. Nice. I was setting stuff up, moving cameras yeah, yeah, around. Yeah. We need a display over here. We need video village. Let's get some lights coming in on here. I'm on a I'm white psych. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need this on the table. We've got to pull that up so that, you know, we can kind of have like an infinity infinity effect. So it looks like that's floating in space. And I'd spent, man, it was, it felt really good. It felt really good to be on a proper production studio for the I'm first glad. time in in over three years yeah yeah and and not and not just showing up to be the sound guy like (laughs) i was in charge of the camera team you're like oh i kind of know what i'm talking about let's do this (laughs) let's do no no no. i'm I'm excited i i could see i could see no no dude i my thing would be is obviously always do you first that that wasn't really me by what i was trying to say that i just i i always i always want i I always aspire to have this but i I almost yeah. wonder if there, I'm not like subconsciously starting to look for, oh no, that trade show's coming up. I wonder what jobs I could book. <laughs> what can I do to make Maybe money and not have to spend rent. money? Yeah, no, I know. I'm with you. It's, it's always one of those things that you always kind of like the balance between the two. This one actually was actually a long, this is a long trip for me because I left last Friday and I'm coming back yeah. on Saturday. So it was like really bad. And then my flight tomorrow is, oh crap, my flight is tomorrow. Yeah, uh, my flight tomorrow is at 6 a.m here so so it's gonna be a long one and a few a few stops with a lot of layovers but uh hopefully everything works great and i come back in one piece and you know and and then basically crash all sunday man we're you know we're 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 pulling for you so dude i appreciate it and it's just get back safe and yeah 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 it's um it's fun it was fun it was it was great meeting everybody and getting a chance to hang out with a lot of new people a lot of our friends even brad was there some of the other people also from you know we, uh, yeah. from you know from xiaomi and so on we got a chance it was basically hanging out with friends literally 90 percent of it but it was seriously legit seriously a team type of a team coverage style that was needed one person yeah. is seriously it gets into kind of like okay so what what is it exactly how much can you cover what should you cover um, the things that I still want to push out are things that I'm excited about. And I think that's why I'm focusing on them. Uh, but there are still sure. other, I promise you that if, even if I stop posting things about MWC by the end of the week, there are still more stuff that I have that I didn't get a chance to, but I'm going to try and, to maybe wrap up. Another it, thing. It's the huge thing that like still breaks my brain is because I go to a trade show and I still feel like I need to cover it. Like I'm some kind of comprehensive tech organization. Tech or, yeah, I, exactly. And I, 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 I need to start, I need to I focus from, more. Yeah, it, it's yeah, like if you're going as an individual, it does need to have that personal touch of this is the stuff that I thought it, thought was cool, and it's okay if you don't get to everything. Yeah, it, it's it's the the ratcheting that I went through going from Pocket Now to Newegg, mm-hmm. where 
you know, I, I, it was, it was a nice improvement where I went from being kind of a solo producer under the pocket now umbrella to really working as a team with the mm -hmm. new egg people. But we'd have these crazy sessions. Like we've got to plan this to have these teams over here to have these interviews. You're going to be doing AMD. You're going to be doing Intel, these motherboards. Like we still had to cover the whole show. Yeah. You have to have that global eye view. If I go by myself, I can't. I can't have a global eye view. I need to have my eyeballs, my perspective. It has to be macro. And yeah, it has to be focused on what, what you're going to be yeah. working on. Exactly. And and I think that's where the challenge has kind of been like a little bit for me kind of covering, like, you know, I got hands on with the techno uh, foldable and I'm, mm -hmm. I but I also have, I, you know, I got hands on with the, with the glasses. I got hands on with the, uh, you know, the, the, the modeling that uh, Qualcomm was demoing. There's a lot of things to cover. Um, but I'm also in the middle of still doing something at the time. I'm, I'm not actually done. Uh, it's very involving to be with, you know, on a on a photography tour and so on. There's a lot of things to cover. I will mm -hmm. say uh, I, I've never, prior to this, never knew what that Malaga existed. And I'm definitely now, like, surprised that it actually is so nice at the yeah. south of Spain. So it's like many, many, many thanks to, to Opa, of course, for the invite. Um, and then now, they tied the, it into it. During the photography tour, did you tell the the tour guide i know more about cameras than you do like you at least let them know i i i, I will i will do that today i will make sure to flex Good. today for sure Good. i i will do um you just but I will you say, in your best ron swanson i know more than you yeah you know, just, <laughs> give me the camera and just go sit down over there just, we'll talk when we're just done. Go, i'll yeah i'll get the shot you exactly you go, go i just get need to shave this Keep the keep the keep the mustache <laughs> coming down here. Shave all of that and just show up at the show. And then I just need to wear the now, sweater vest and all of that. Ron I'm Swanson, worried always. that what you heard was bring me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was bring me all the bacon and eggs <laughs> that you have. <laughs> I know it's, I've misquoted that, but it's one of no, my. No, I know, no, I know what you Ron mean. No, I, yeah, he's, he is an epic. Uh, Ron Swanson is always epic. always epic. Well, um, I, I feel we should let you go. We 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 have actually run out. Like even assuming we're going to try and run we, it. We did. Our, I, I would say this: our two hour run, our two hour run was two there. hours seems to be the gig, man. Yeah, we um, say so, one and a half hour, but you know we really mean two hours. But if we say one and a half hours, then we try to land on two. If we say two hours, we'll go to three. So. Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm with you. I, I got to grab some breakfast, get ready, and then I think we have a, yeah. an early call at like nine well, o'clock my time. I, yeah. I, as your buddy, as your pal, I really appreciate you, you know, taking one for the team here, waking up a little early to share some of these thoughts. I would never, I, of... I would not miss it unless I, would, I really, really couldn't make it. And honestly, I'm just glad that you were able to also kind of accommodate and work around my, my, my schedule and helping me out a little oh, bit too. Because, sure, man. Um, this is the week to talk about tech. Uh, this is mm -hmm. not the week you skip. This is not the week you kind of like, eh, why don't like, no, no, no. This is, this is fresh. People Harvest talking season. about it. Yeah, yeah, this is literally it. And and I'm looking forward to a little bit of uh, downtown for the next month. I don't have any more trips planned, so I'm good. Nice. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward well, to being stationary. I want you to get back safe, get Absolutely. some rest, and then you and me just need to plan. I, I don't know, man. Like, we haven't done, like, a silly zoo I know we need to. Like it would be nice. We have enough camera feel, tech to do so. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could revisit. What was it we did? It was an LG versus a Huawei, right? I want, Way was back it in the day when we did was it LA where why was it LG versus it was Huawei? Yeah, actually, you know, you're right. You're right. It would, probably would have been a Huawei. Yeah, I don't. So really I think I think we're due. Yeah, like another just let's go shoot a bunch of obnoxious forty year olds running around the LA Zoo. <laughs> 
in the middle of the day with all the moms. I'm gonna feed the giraffes with that depth of field. (laughs) No, no, we we definitely have a lot, an amazing set of tech that we can definitely cover. So yeah, for sure. So we'll we'll have to plan it out a little bit more. Hopefully, Um, we'll chat a little bit more next week. Of course, when I get back. All right. Well, uh, everybody, thank you so much for, for tuning in, for jumping. I, the, the chat was rolling through some hilarious jokes, and I'm sorry that we were kind of in the middle of that. Con- we were reading them. Yeah, I found yeah, yeah. them all to be very amusing. I, um, I but I, I wasn't, like, doing my best to comment on all of them. And, and Michael Peppertech, uh, he says, I geek out when it comes to photography. I might need to reach out and sit down and chat with you again. I mean, both of us would totally be down. You want to do a live stream and chat camera tech, and I'm getting my photography book revision proofread right now, like as we speak. We can nerd out on some cameras. So if if you want to do that, I'm absolutely, we're both, we would both absolutely be down to join on that conversation. So uh, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in, for uh, for joining, for conversing, for joining these conversations and having some fun, just kind of chatting this stuff out. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week, but of course, we've got an entire series of videos and podcasts and other streamers that are doing some great work. So hopefully you're spreading the love and supporting all of your favorite content creators. Absolutely. Uh, yep. From from TK and I, thank you again, and we'll catch you back next week for another episode of The Best of Our, Best week. Of our week. And uh, I'll let TK have the last word since he's actually doing the traveling. Ready? Go. <laughs> well, in, in one for Carlos uh, fashion,